Once again, it's the Immersive Irony Podcast. This is the part four of our European series. We've done so many. So many. And yet, has Joe even got any of them up yet? Well, he's blaming you. I gave him... (laughs) He has at least two of them. No, he's waiting for show notes. Anyways, behind the scenes here. Show notes? He could just post them. Uh, I told him what the title was. Uh, He wants, like, a summary. A summary. Anyways. Since, Since when has he been so specific? Joe, come on, man. Come Maybe on, since I got voted off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so uh, w- w- are you drinking anything tonight? Uh, no, I have oh. Mentos. That's the closest thing I have to a consumable. Well, we're going to do, Ariel and I are going to do a live test taste right now. Because we went okay. to, uh, w- which uh, got a few quick trip reports before we get into Europe from the last two, few weeks. Um, but, uh, we went to Cincinnati and the last thing we did was we went to, well, the last, last thing we did was we went to Melt. I mean, that, do we really need to talk about how awesome Melt is? It was awesome. <laughs> we went to the Dayton location, which apparently is newer, but before that we went to Jungle Gyms. Ooh, yeah. Which if you don't know, Jungle Gyms is like the, it's like a theme park grocery store. It's it's amazing. Uh, it's it's really close to Kings Island, so check it out if you, it's a rainy day or you have a day, you know, before you leave to go home, like we did, to check it out for an hour or so. And then they have an excellent soda section. I think you know where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're, so we're gonna try Martian poop. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, I know this would be better with video, but you know, we'll just. Uh, I might make sounds anyway, so it might be just as good. Here we go. It's it's uh, it's like a pink color. I, I guess that makes sense, right? Martian poop, I guess, is pink. All right, it's here red, we go. Iron. It tastes like code red. <laughs> 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 yeah, it tastes fine. I thought it was gonna be a nasty flavor, but they, I, I said it, it, it's kind of like a code red. It's not exactly a code red. But uh, next podcast we have uh, corn, sweet corn to try. Soda. I think that one will give better a better reaction of that. <laughs> if you're looking for you as your yeah, your you. preferred reaction, some um, things I was just like, I'm not in the mood for this. Like, yeah, and there weren't any new ones from the last time I've been here. I guess the uh, disgusting and weird soda. Mark- there was like, do they still have bacon soda, or is that finally ended? Yeah, Ariel tried that, so I was vetoed on it. We we, we kept it to four. <laughs> uh, apparently, she had already tried it, so there you go. But anyways, um. You don't have anything really to. Do you have anything to talk about about your trips to New York or Nashville? Or I did. The only thing that would be close to being thematically interesting would be, I did go to the Empire State Building. Um, I haven't been there since I was like a little kid. Yeah, they redid the whole. There's like a museum that you go through now to get to the the elevators that take you up to the 80th floor, but then take you to the 86th floor. Um, and there's lots of like video displays and you know immersive to it. So it sounds like they, much... they saw what they did at, over at uh, uh, World Trade Center Tower 1 and said, oh, we, we got to up our game a little bit. Yeah, like there's a video screen on the top of the elevator, that, so it's like they're building the yep. tower as you're going up, that kind yep, of thing. Yeah, that sound, well, that's identical to <laughs> World Trade Center <laughs> 1, <laughs> except you're uh, surrounded in monitors. So. I mean, it's, it's cool, don't get me wrong, but we basically ran past most of it to get up the tower. Oh, because, okay. Because, you know... It's cool, but it's like, ah, oh, it's a video screen, and it's like I'm um, standing on the platform where they're building this, but not really, because it's, you know, like, 
you can't maybe with VR and a bunch of like wind machines you could make it feel like you're up there but it's not going to work in in that context it's it's cute i don't hate it but yeah you know um but it has a great view from up top and uh it's cool i haven't been up there in legit close to 30 years like it's been a really long time i talk about having not been to parks for 20 years it's been like it was like 91 was the only time i'd ever been up there before so um yeah like there were still porn shops all over Times square the last time i went to the top of the trade center it was that long ago Hmm. you know um but yeah i mean i did stuff but none of it was theme park related any way shape or form okay Um, so you know if you want to message me privately and ask me how it was to go see the misfits i can i can respond (laughs) <laughs> but I doubt many people really care. <laughs> Apparently, they're playing in Philadelphia uh, in December. Oh. And my buddy Kyle actually to this show with, and I think he may actually be interested to go there as well. So who knows? Um, yeah, you talk about your stuff because you did way more by far. Yeah, uh, two weekends ago, I went to Kings Dominion for the Ace Thrill Fest event. Um, pretty standard Kings Dominion day. Twist Timbers is running well. Grizzly is running well. <laughs> I know you highly disagree with me, but we had a fantastic night ride. Um, I can't. I can't say that they never did track work between July and now. I can't I doubt prove they it. Did. I don't know what you, you. I feel like you just had like the worst day ever. So, I don't know. The ba- the day wasn't that bad based on the park, really. Mm. No, I but, meant like you know. the the roughness of it. Oh, so. I don't know. It just mm. I wasn't feeling it. But anyways, continue. Go ahead. Um. We wrote Anaconda a bunch. I wish that one died instead of Vortex, because Vortex is better. Uh, the, 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 the drop into the lake is cool, but it's kind of a gimmick. But the layout's way it's way more boring. I mean, there's, I mean, a, that butterfly thing after the mid-course has never been all that interesting. The corkscrews over the lake are cool, but yeah. Um, we had a behind-the-scenes tour of Intimidator, so we got to go, like, right below the lift hill and into the first turn, which was really cool. Um, all this can be seen in my video that's already posted on Coaster Spotting <laughs> on YouTube. So go ahead and uh, check that out. Check that out. Ooh. Hit them links. Yep, yep. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. There you go. And uh, wrote Avalanche for the first time, uh, you know, with that empty void next to it. And uh, it's a very big void. <laughs> it's a very uh, large void. Very with, large. Uh, Mount Concrete, Mount Crushed Volcano Concrete next door. There's like two mounds that are like 20 to 30 feet tall of just crushed concrete. I guess they haven't figured out how to dispose of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was a great event. Uh, great hospitality again from Aceman Atlantic, as always. That's the only reason I go to that event, just the hospitality as well. And uh, it was a busy, busy night. Oh, my God, that park was busy. I, I mean, it was packed. Um, next day, we ran down for a couple hours to Ocean City, New Jersey. Quickly found out that Gale Force is like Windseeker. It is af- afraid of the, the, the weather it is uh, named after. So we got down there, did, uh, they had like a three-hour, they had two slots of four-hour um, ca- playland, Castaway Cove, the park. There we go. Um, they do a wristband very rarely, like three, four times a year, if that. 
and they decided to they originally it was going to be like four to nine and then they said well we're going to do it from 12 to four or something like that and we found this out of course as it was already like it was too late to even get down there we get down there an hour before the response was to end and like gale force is still going but the rain is really bad and they're like it doesn't operate in the rain so we're like crap so we get it you know it's still cycling to get over there and then they're like it's closed so we got to do everything. We did like a, we made our money back on the wristband. Like, you, it, it was a fifteen dollar wristband, and like Gale Force costs like twelve dollars. So it doesn't take very long, even on other rides, to make your money back on fifteen dollars. So it was disappointing we didn't get to do Gale Force. I guess we'll have to go back and just do nothing but Gale Force. But we got to try their new. Um, it's it's like a Gersoller Skyroller, but it's uh, like an Enterprise basically set up. Um, I rode one of these in Europe. Oh, I cannot remember the manufacturer. Is it like Top Fun or something with fun in the name? I forget. Um, or Technic Park? It's Technic Park? Alan, you're you're the. I do not know what off the top of my head. Knowledge of, uh, but you you're not understand <sighs> the ride. I'm kind to uh, describe. I you, do. Right? Yes. 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 It's you got the two fins that you can control, but instead of being in a circle or like a weird arc, it it goes all the way up like a. Like Enterprise, and I, I rode one in Europe, and I wasn't able to do many flips or anything. Uh, I was able to get it so I was, like, hanging upside down, but this one I was able to get to start to spin really, really quickly. And it was way more interesting than, uh, like, uh, Wonderland, because Wonderland, you're just going around in a circle. With this one, you keep dive-bombing as you're, you know, twisting. I, I guess, you know what, it, it kind of felt like a uh, chance skydiver, really, pretty much. So it was fun. And uh, we did a lot of other rides in the park. It's a fun park, and uh, definitely, it definitely feels a lot better when you're not paying, you know, six, seven dollars a ride. That yeah, that makes it a lot better. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely helps. It it certainly does not hurt. That is for yeah, sure. Yeah, we did the uh, the Miler, the Wild Waves, um, a bunch of, like three times. That ride's broken in nicely. It had like it was void of airtime. Like the other two that are still survive, um, they they managed to figure out not to they managed to engineer that out but they engine out they didn't uh engine in, in the uh smoothness though that thing is still janky um as most milers are so that was fun and then met up with my friend jason at great adventure the night. it was a great adventure day we had a great adventure so <laughs> he enjoyed it did cod did toro everything's running fantastic uh first time i rode toro since since june um and the first time since Colossus, and yeah, it's definitely a better ride than Colossus. That's that's for sure. Unfortunately. No, it's not unfortunately. It's fortunately because you live closer to this than you do that. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that, but we, uh, yeah, it's just a more interesting. <laughs> it's, a, it's a more interesting layout, and the forces are more intense in every single way. So there you go. Um. Yeah, Jersey Devil Construction's come along. They're pretty much in the demolition phase right now. Most of uh, Looney Tunes Seaport is demolished. The Kitty Coaster is currently sitting underneath Batman's transfer track. Um, so I, I'm sure it will probably pop up. I, I imagine it's going to pop up in the Safari Kids area. Uh, that remember that that uh, the convoy ride that we made fun of that like the the hot rail was gone. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I think it's done for. So I, I imagine a bunch of those kitty rides might be repurposed over there. That would make sense. But who knows? Uh, I'm sure they're not going to get rid of that kitty coaster forever. So, um, 
Yeah, check out construction videos of that as well. There's probably a lot more that have a lot more interesting progress by the time this is posted. And then last weekend, we uh, met up with Park Soap Joe. Uh, we went to Kennywood. He and I will talk about that in a separate episode. Um, he watched Chelly Bean, which he absolutely loved. Um, so, yeah, we, he, he sent us many photos of Earth. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, we checked out Scene 75, the newest FEC in Ohio and the Columbus location, technically located in Dublin, Ohio. Um, it's built as the largest indoor FEC, I guess, for square, square footage-wise. Um, it's definitely not the best. Like, the first thing that came to mind is uh, I think Malibu Jacks is way nicer. Um, but it, there definitely is a lot of space in there, seeing that it's a former Macy's. It's huge. Um, they had the SPF Vista Spinner, Nuclear Rush. It's pretty standard ride. We've been on many, 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 many of those. Um yeah, it's five dollars to ride it, and um, we we did not see the fight that fight and gun scare that happened later that day. <laughs> did you hear about that? I did not hear about this. Yeah, someone like shouted "gun" and then the fight. Then then a fight happened and all that stuff. So uh, I'm sure they will fix their security task on that one and uh, make some modifications so that doesn't happen again. Um. Oh, and we were going to, originally we were going to go to Cedar Point on Saturday, Friday night, and we decided not to do that when we saw how bad it was the previous Friday night. So we decided, hey, Joe, you want to go? And he was like, yeah, let's go to Kittywood. And then the next morning, we were just like, we're tired. Cedar Point is out of the way. You know, we can get to King's Island a heck of a lot earlier. Man, we were driving down to scene 75, and Ariel's like, Steel Vengeance and Top Thrill Dragster will not be opening at with the park today. Wow. We uh, dodged a bullet. Then we got to King's yeah. Island. And shortly after we got to King's Island, Cedar Point is now closed to anyone coming in. And we're like, holy crap. We, we're so glad we didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we weren't planning on being there um, until, you know, for like only the, be there until like one, like, if we hadn't gotten there an hour or more early, I'm sure we would have already had problems getting this. So all in all, that would have been a terrible idea. Uh, Kings Island was busy as it's as it, on its own. It was very busy. Um, I mean, we were looking at at some points like most of the major rides had two hour lines. At some point, I forget what peaked at two and a half hours. So something peaked at some two and a half hours. Uh, Vortex had a 90 minute wait at one. No, Vortex I think had a, like a 90 or two hour wait at one point on Saturday night. Um, we went straight to Vortex, got a ride on there, just just in case something happened to it. And, you know, it, that's the whole reason we went down there, and it was fantastic. Uh, we did all the haunts, uh, except for two. Uh, we skipped Blackout because it's pointless. And then we skipped the the one that's in the Farmer Tomb Raider building because they did, they're doing the lights out thing where they give you a flashlight. Um, it was so busy that they were just Congo lining all the haunts, which, you know, is, it kind of takes a little bit of the scare away, but at the same time, we were able to get through, we, the longest one we waited for was like 45 minutes and most was less than half an hour. So I was okay with that. Uh, the, the longest we waited for is Field of Screams, which goes like way back through Orion's construction site onto the Dinosaurs Alive path and eventually back to where the fireworks are typically shot off. And, that was terrible. It was just a corn maze with like minimal theming and some very unenergetic actors. 
Uh, the Kill Mart was amazing. That, that's right by Vortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, between like Vortex and um, the uh, Wayswinger, that that was fantastic. Oh my god, it was so good. I've never been in a, a house that's like themed to shopping, like a department store. You know, Kill Mart, K, Kmart, Kill Mart. Yeah, yes, there you go. Yes. Yeah, it's very, very good. I, we really enjoyed that one. The worst was Chaos. We, it was supposed to be a laboratory, like, and I guess like some crap was going down, and like we're like, oh, this looks really cool, and then all of a sudden it just turned into walls, not not a mirror maze, just walls with mirrors on it, and that was like the last seventy-five percent of the maze, and we're just like, what, what the heck is this? This is complete garbage. Um. So, uh, honestly, uh, to summarize, Haunt at King's Island, my least favorite of the three I've done in the Cedar Fair chain. Um, King's Dominion does it the best, and Dorney is way closer to the King's Dominion, and then there's a big drop-off to King's Island. Um, the scare maze, the, maze uh, the, the scare zones, a lot of them are sparsely themed. Um, some have great theming, but then the actors aren't great. Ugh, it just was all in all. I mean, we're glad we did it, but all in all, it's something I wouldn't rush what I will make an annual thing is going to King's Island in late October because no one ever, everyone always talks about Beast Night Rides. No one ever talks about how beautiful that park is late October with the, the trees turning colors. And with it all the rides. It's actually really nice. No, that's it true. And freaking fantastic. And all the rides that dip back into the forest, like Diamondback, Mystic Timbers, Vortex, even, um, Bat, and um, the Beast. Oh my God, it was fantastic! And the shots that I got up from um, the top of the Eiffel Tower of it, oh, gorgeous. Um, then the next day was my goal was to ride Vortex 33 times, and you know, kind of in celebration of 33 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that didn't happen. Um, we got Fastlane by renewing our King's Dominion pass at Kings Island, and that that they allowed us to do that, and then they allowed us to do get the perk of Fastlane for renewing our Platinum pass at a different park. We weren't sure if that was going to work, but it did. So. There's a tip for you if you if you if you are if you're renewing your platinum pass and you are taking a late uh, season trip to another Cedar Fair Park, plan it around the one you wanna you know get that fast lane free for. Unfortunately, a lot of people are getting that fast lane free, so it kind of pushed up uh, some of the lines. Ariel only rode it three times. I ended up riding it 25 times that day. And uh, she said she never really waited for much, but uh, at one point I waited like 20 minutes with Fastlane. Um, it, it just depended on, I, I got to see how Fastlane works down to uh, just operational-wise. It, it all depends on the, the attendant. Some attendants would let in a lot, bunch of people, and there was no Fastlane. Some would just let in like six or so, so the Fastlane was slow. Uh, some would let in a few, but they were such a great grouper that they you know, were filling the train to have no empty seats and then the line went fast so it was all over the place um but vortex was fantastic i love that ride it's sad that it's going um but i definitely will have the memories of riding it you know a bunch of times and what was great was uh the last hour or so the, the fast lane was pretty much a non-existent so every single ride i took the way the light was hitting the structure just every you know five minutes was a little bit different so every time you went up the lift hill the sunset and the way the light was hitting Vortex and the rest of the park was just phenomenal. And, you know, some of the favorite things about Vortex is it just starts so much differently than all the other arrows. With the first drop being a straight drop right into that curve, I love that curve because it gives you such a nice panoramic view of the entire park as you do that 270-degree left turn. Oh, just fantastic. Um, 
And then, then it just goes crazy into some really intense inversions, especially that boomerang. Since uh, unlike Shockwave or Viper or Great American Screen Machine, where they trimmed all the speed off and then you just crawl through that boomerang, they're not they they can they can trim all the speed off so you crawl through the corkscrews, but then you drop a a fair amount down into that final boomerang, so you really whip through that thing. Um, it, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's not the smoothest ride, but I survived. The, the only thing that really hurt me was my shoulders because I'm just pinned in there so much. And I, I didn't care where I rode, so I rode in the back seats of the aero cars a lot. So my knees kind of got a little banged up because they they pretty much touched the, the back of the seat in front of you. Yeah, and then I uh, closed it off on a um, – after 25, I had five minutes to get over the beast. So I sprinted. Oh, my God. The, the woman at the basketball game was like, stop running. I didn't even I – just, I just kept going. They didn't even pay attention. <laughs> and you know, I got over there for a sunset night, sunset beast ride, which was fantastic. Beast was running wonderful. All the rides were running pretty well. Uh, we would every, I rode everything at least once adult, adult of the adult coasters except for stunt job. Um, Mystic was real sluggish, but I rode in the morning. Ariel said it, it definitely warmed up. So Diamondback was running fantastic. Everything was great. So and the train was nice too. With the the the, the tra- can't recommend Kings Island enough. In the fall, the late fall. So, all right, we he, we're here. For, let's get to what we're here for, right? Finally. Yeah, let's do it. Meanwhile, I while you were doing that, I also <clears throat> I was actually talking to my friend Kyle too. Um, first of all, I do want to mention the best time I ever had at Kings Island was closing day. Uh, okay, and it ruled. It was great. I actually recommend Kings Island in the fall. Also, again, it's a lot easier to get Beast Night rides. You know, the haunt stuff is whatever. Um. For me, the big thing is it's fun, uh, and the bars will just empty out the liquor bottles. At least they yeah. did then. I, I think the bars are still closed even during the winter time there, so they probably still do it, and it's great. Mm. It is wonderful. And and Sundays aren't so bad. Saturdays and some Fridays are, are packed as hell, but since they don't do haunt on Sundays, Sundays are really not that. Bad. Yeah. Um. Give me one quick second here. Da, da. Oh, there, that saved that. Um, yeah, so we want to do some some talk about Europe, obviously, uh, which is also great because I am going back there really soon, and we're going to talk about one of those parks. Um, talk about when we get to it. Yes. Which one you're going to when we when I talk about it? So we have so. we have kind of the the format <laughs> that you provided me. <clears throat> do we want to like talk about the about anything specific first before we get into that listing? No, we're we're going to talk about the the best parks now. The best parks. This is this is the best of sequence essentially. Yes. These are my it. favorite parks excluding Disneyland, which I don't even know if Disneyland would make the best park. Probably would, but it's it's on the lower lower uh lower on the list, that's for sure as far as the best parks go. So but favorites of the large parks is is where we're going to start with. And we'll just talk about all the parks that I hadn't okay, talked about. Yeah, yet. let's and do then that. We're gonna sum her up. You're just gonna ask me, Spitfire, what what were my favorites? Sure, let's go with it. Let's do it. Lots of so the first park that really, really, really impressed me with the theming was just like, wow, holy Christ, this place is just ridiculous. Is Popso Land de Pan in Belgium? Um, this is a Studio 100 park, you know, with the Popso characters and all that stuff. Uh, it was my first experience with them, so I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, uh, a lot of it is for like children, so it's very 
colorful and all that stuff, but the detail of some of these buildings is absolutely amazing. The park has had a, a history. Um, it was not always a Plopsa Park. It was themed to bees originally, and some of that theming still exists to this day. Um, I, one of the first things I saw was they have a like an antiques card ride where, mm-hmm. where just grazing next to the track or livestock. And, and then I'm like... Just a few feet away from the, uh, a few feet before the car got to the uh, area where these these uh, cows or sheep or whatever were standing on the tractor, like, okay, I guess got to move now so I don't get hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure that wouldn't work in America, right? Yeah. I can see no, it would not. This is why people would have a problem with that. Um, we'll see. Um, the as far as intensity goes here, um, first of all, they are building a mock. Uh, extreme spinner um like time traveler that's going in uh i don't know if it's next year or year after but regardless it's a reason to return um i, I, I already wanted to return anyway uh but the uh the most intense ride here is the gershaler launch uh coaster it's a um it's technically a Eurofighter. uh it's called anubis the ride it's themed after the same cartoon or thing of the same i don't know nothing about any of this stuff so there's that, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it has the two by three seating, kind of like Daredevil Dive at Six Flags Over Georgia, but over the head restraints. Um, I didn't bother me one bit. Didn't have any head banging. Uh, extremely intense launch, like it pushed my head back hard, as a lot of the Gershollers did at Chess. I'll talk later. Um, but the theming of the station is absolutely fantastic. It just looks like an old mansion that's been there for like 200 years. It's ridiculous. Um, like they have this, uh, disco coaster that is just one of the most amazing themed discos you'll ever see. Uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The, 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 the car itself, uh, uh, kingship, and they built up a hill on each side of the, 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 you know, the sp- the, the spikes and it's all over the right next to the water and uh, like it goes out on a peninsula of the water basically it's just it's just visually so impressive and the entire park was too i mean it did have a lot of stand uh, roller skater um but even those were themed really well they have drock a power mock power coaster a newer one um because it has like a lap bar similar to suit uh high in the sky suit's trolley Mm-hmm. Uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, they have Heidi the Ride. This is a GCI. It's kind of the reason why I went to this park, because of the wood coaster. Um, I knew nothing about the park other than it had a wood coaster. I'm like, well, I'm going. Um, <laughs> uh, it is pretty much a clone of White Lightning at Fun Spot in Orlando. Uh, only real difference is the structure is all made of wood, and uh, White Lightning does a 90-degree bank before they dive into the turnaround, and this one does not. Uh, but other than that, it's fantastic. That great theming all around. It, it just it just surprised me how well this was themed for a small park. And they're expanding. They have like an indoor section, like that's a smaller version of their indoor parks that are you know sit by themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they're building a new hotel. And as I said, the the mock extreme spinner. Uh oh, and they have a mock power or splash water coaster. I didn't ride it because. Well, the water looked disgusting that you splash into because you just <laughs> splashed into an actual lake that's untreated. And um, it, it just does one drop. And I, I can't 
it, it doesn't even do a hill upwards anywhere. So there's no way in hell I can count that. <laughs> and I was uh, rushed for time. But it, what's really cool about it, it has a rope bridge that goes right over the drop. And it's pretty fantastic. Or maybe it did have a hill. Regardless, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel bad about counting those. Um, we'll see if uh, I return and ride it again, if I'll decide to count it next. Um, so moving on, the next interesting park that'd be on the top of my list is Toverland. Uh, the most thing about this place is it's been around for like less than 20 years and it started as an indoor indoor park, a small indoor park with a roller skater and a log flume that goes indoors and outdoors. Didn't get to do that log flume, unfortunately, because it had a really long line. But uh, it, yeah, it just the you went there recently, right? I did last year. Yep. Yes, yes. The new section uh, where that has Phoenix in it and the uh, the boat ride that has a dark ride section. Oh my God, the thing in there is just, it's over the top amazing. <laughs> that restaurant across from, across the lake from Phoenix is, <clears throat> yeah. uh, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's just gorgeous. And it is uh, fantastic. And it helps that Phoenix is a really good wind coaster. Um, I mean, I wrote, only wrote two of the trip, but. And it was not as good as uh, Fleur de Dimon, but it uh, was pretty damn good. Uh, I, when I first saw the layout, I thought it was going to be really lame, but it ended up being really cool, uh, especially with, uh, it starts with just a slow, right, flat, right-handed turn, 90 degrees, and then it does like this, you know, like the gatekeeper thing with the wing over dive inversion, and then it goes over a fantastic airtime hill that actually gives you a lot of airtime. Unlike uh, Gatekeeper, which is kind of meh, it, you feel weightlessness, but barely. Um, and then just flying over the water a few times, and the helix, how it's like kind of dug in and themed all around. Just, just so much detail of these parks. It's just, and they're small parks, and they they theme them as well as Disney and Universal. It's just like, how do they do this? Why do they do this? Why don't American <laughs> parks do this? I have so many questions and no one will answer them. <laughs> um, it, you know what it is? Is it's for these guys? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I'm trying to get the way to put this. There's it's so dense in Europe, and there's so much competition, and there's such an expectation at a certain level as a park. Mm-hmm. You can't just put a ride in because, like, think of the rides that you see at the carnivals, which we'll get to in a minute. Like, you can't just put a ride like that in a park and be like. Come ride it. Because people will be like, well, what's special? Why don't I just wait for the fair that's going to have a ride that big? Exactly. So I, I think that's a big part of it. It's it's a very different situation than it is in America, and they're forced to step their game up. And, man, the boat ride that's there is fantastic. I love oh that boat ride. Oh, and the dragon before the lift hill of Phoenix? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like the Phoenix, the Phoenix Q line is basically, I mean, it's a knockoff in a lot of ways of that Harry Potter Q line, but it's a good one. Yeah, it definitely reminds me of that. And then their spinning coaster is really fun. It's a mock spinner. That's fun. Uh, did my first Vacoma motorbike. That was a lot of fun. I think that needs a improvement on the theming, though, because it kind of sticks out a lot. Um, like the indoor stuff. And, then, and And you could see that they built, there's like two different buildings that are split with this awesome themed tunnel that has like tripping hazards that would never work <laughs> in America. Um, and you can see that the, the, the part that's closer to the motor coaster uh, 
is definitely themed a hell of a lot more than the the older one. Or they've redone it previously. Um, yeah, where where they have um, the roller skater, which was originally called Boomerang, it was Express. Uh, that was a fun roller skater, by the way. It was I only rode it once, but it was fun. <laughs> um, and as I said, booster bike was a lot of fun too. That was a heck of a lot of fun. I rode that yeah. one twice. That was fun. Um, the the entrance area they built. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but that that was fantastic. Very very Islands Adventure feel to that. Um, which is okay. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Yeah. It looks right. Who cares? Um, I didn't get to see the show that they have on the lagoon and all that, but I mean, I think it's more of a nighttime thing, anyways. But uh, only rode Troy once. Um, my plan was to go back at the end of the day because it's in the front of the park and you know get another ride or two. But then the rain came and they they shut down for just kind of light rain. They didn't really shut down for much of anything. It wasn't even that bad of rain, but they're like, nope, we're done. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I was literally sitting in the the front of the train for for my second ride. Uh, so I only rode it once in the back. I don't remember much of it, but I remember that I thought it was overrated. I thought it was good, but I I, I don't think it's even on the top half of my GCI list. That That's, yeah, no. I, I had my first ride on it, I think I said this, you know, last year on the podcast. I thought, oh, it's Kentucky Rumbler, mm. you know, too. And then I wrote it again. I was like, okay, maybe it just needed, like, to warm up a little bit. And I wrote it, like, two or three more times, and I was like, okay, this is a really good ride. I I, I don't know that I would say it's overrated. I think it was just one of those GCIs in that sweet spot when they started to build rides that didn't suck. Um, not that they okay. always build rides that do suck, but, you know, rides like Renegade and uh, Prowler and thunderhead it's kind of in that you know that zone that family and it's a really solid ride um yeah i I like it gcrs are it's just that of that like second generation when they started doing some really interesting things and stopped doing the same thing over and over again uh yeah it's it's still like with that caliber but it's really low for me uh it's my least favorite gci of the trip that's for sure yeah, it might just be that you have to get like more rides on. I would say yeah. so. I think yeah, it's yeah. I think it's I think it's more highly rated because it was one of those rides and that was very unique. Was it the, the first GCI in Europe? I think so. I think it was. So I can see a lot of people being like, "Holy crap! Look, look at these woodcoasts." You say, "Can look what this GCI can do." <laughs> like, like I would say, I don't want to say it's overrated, but I mean, I think it probably has too high of a uh if you will like it's it's yeah. recognitions higher than what it should be versus the ride at another park that we're going to hear shortly that is lower than it should be oh my god yes sense. yes i know what you're talking about and fortunately we can talk about it right now oh by the way thing yes. is really cool on that ride too the, the the big uh trojan horse on the front and just the swamp you kind of go through to yeah get the queue line is really interesting it, it's almost like they they went too hard into building that queue line. I, I believe they moved the entrance recently too, though. Okay, that so, makes sense. So I think they made them changed it up, maybe to add more capacity to the line. I don't know. Okay. Um, they they uh, oh, I, I thought I was done with Toverland, but apparently I'm not. Uh, did the rapids ride, and that was fantastically themed. Didn't get wet, but uh, I think they had different modes where they can like really soak you because I think that's what they did, you know, in the month prior when it was like 
unseasonably hot for the for that part of the the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, did I miss anything in the log from other than the cool technology of it flipping the boat on on the middle of the lift hill? Uh, Not really. It goes inside. Yeah. It goes from inside to outside too. Like, yeah, it's really cool. And there's lots of like there's a lot of like ropes courses and all that stuff that you could do. I didn't have the time for that. That was my third park of the day. So next time I go, I'm probably going to devote a full day to this park. Um, and there'll probably be more stuff to do anyways. So because I don't see them slowing down anytime soon. My my wife, for the record, was like, how can any park, like, how can the parks get that much better than this? <laughs> she was like, this park is really awesome. Well, and then we found... immediately went to the next park we're yeah, going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, uh, Let's see here. Uh, well, two days later, actually, after going to Bobby Allen, then, uh, you know my thoughts on that place, uh, yes. I was saved by this amazing place that I'd heard about for years, Efteling in the Netherlands. Oh. My. God. <laughs> Oh my god, this place, it's underrated. The hype is underrated. It, like, literally everyone hypes about it, and I still feel like it's underrated. It's that good. Um, I like it more than Disney. I know oh, it's that's a deeply... saying something. I know that's a deeply unpopular opinion. Okay. Like, I would say, like, you know, I would say that Disney Sea is probably, like, my third favorite Disney park behind me huh. okay. in Disneyland. But, you know, in that kind of, like, international theme park sort of thing... The thing about Efteling is it has natural beauty. That's what I love about it. And you know me, I like hiking and all that stuff. So that it was just it was it was right down my alley. You can't build what they have. No, and I it's part. uh, Now I think some people said this park was absolutely huge to traverse, and I think that's a little bit. It's not small. It's way bigger than most Europe parks because most European parks are pretty compact. But I think it kind of compares with most American parks, sidewise, size-wise. Maybe a little bit bigger, but um, uh, it, but it just, there's so much natural beauty. That boat ride with the train tracks that just go skim, like like basically feel like they're like right at water level almost. Oh my God! With the restaurant right there, where you can just oh, I just sat there and ate my lunch and just watched those boats go for like a half an hour, and I was just like, I'm happy. I don't need more in life than this right now. <laughs> just watching the stupid boats and the train go by that's all i needed at some points in my day um and that's just the beginning right like and they make everything look like it's been there for a thousand years and, and it, it belongs there it, it doesn't look fake nothing looks fake disney looks fake it looks amazing but it looks fake right this looks yeah. real like that's a great way of, like yeah i would especially the exteriors like i would say the same thing like Disney see a little bit less at times because Disney sees stuff is built at scale, so some of it looks more real, but you can still tell it's fake because it doesn't. There's like no it hasn't scale here. There's no scale right? here. Everything's too yeah. scale. It's ridiculous. Like that bird is the, the first thing I did. So my, I went to, um, I stayed at Hotel Efteling, uh, which is away from most of the other ones. It's the first thing you see when you're coming off of the highway, pretty much. And, uh, uh, most of them have another gate somewhere else, but this one has its own gate, and it enters into the Clown Kids Play area, which is right near uh, the boats, basically, that I was just talking about. And, on and the, the restaurant the boat, and Vogel right. Rock and all that. Yeah. Right, so it's right near. So the first thing I did was Vogel Rock. And I just you walk underneath that giant bird, and you're like, oh. and then the coaster itself is not bad whatsoever. This thing is underrated. Oh. It's underrated. Um, a lot of fun. Um, I wish I had a little bit more theming inside, but it's still, it's smooth, it's fun, has audio on it. Had no idea it had onboard audio, none. Um, 
Yeah, it was cool. Then the second thing I did was the oh man, you're gonna help me help me with the names here, right? Dark rides. Yeah. Uh, the uh, it's a small world. Carnival Festival. Yes. Uh, only fortunately got to do this once. I wish I had done it a second time, but uh, I just never got around to it the second time. Uh, fun ride. Uh, I, I will say I like it's a small world more. Um, but fun. still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It is. You really don't need to say much more than it's a. It's a slightly different version of. Uh, or I mean, it, it, it's in the the same style of it. It's yeah, a same vein. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, except for it's it's in the Omni Movers, right? Right. Okay. Um, what wasn't in an Omni Mover is the Pirates of the Caribbean type ride that's themed to Arabian Nights type deal, right? That's correct. Yeah, Fata Morgana. So, Fata so Morgana. here's my. Here's my thing about this. I think everybody points it and says, well, it's a Pirates of the Caribbean. No. Because it's a boat ride past animatronics. No. But there's nothing about it that's a takeoff from Pirates of the Caribbean. No. I just just introduced that as that because I feel like a lot of people will identify if I say it that way. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they'll they'll understand, like, what the ride is. Right. Exactly. it's, It's totally not... I hate when people say it's a ripoff of Pirates of the Caribbean. Nothing in there. No, 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 is, no, 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 no. Is a is a takeoff from Pirates of the Caribbean. In fact, there was stuff in there that was that was copied to some extent for the original version of the um uh what should I call it? Dark ride. It is um God. I know what you're talking about. I can't. I, I don't know what it's called because I barely knew that ride existed until recently. Yeah, I will. I will figure it out here in just a moment. Okay, uh, but uh, yeah, it's a fun dark ride. It's weird how they're not free floating; they're on a tow rope, just like the boat ride out outdoors or a lot. It's in Bad Storybook Voyage, by the way, the original version of that. Anyways, right, continue. Sorry. Right, right, right. Yep. But yeah, it's on a tow rope, like a lot of the the boat rides that are outdoors, uh, the slow moving boat rides. I just found that interesting. Um, yeah, it was that was fun. I don't remember much about it, but uh, I mean that's what videos for, right? And yeah, exactly. Vlogs, it's great. So I, I, I'm kind of waiting. Like I'm kind of excited that I've waited so long. I, mean, I had to get the Halloween season videos done because, like, Europe, you know, they they can wait. But if I didn't, do, if I did Halloween stuff in January, be like, why the why the hell are you posted this, this stuff right? Right, now? right. So, but it's nice because now uh, since I've been, you know, it's a month and a half out from the end of the trip. Now I get to go back and start editing all my video and pretty much reliving my trip day by day. Um, but it will take longer to edit the video than actually trip did too. So it's really going to be a, a, uh, endurance there. You thought the trip was endurance editing this video is going to be even <laughs> harder. <laughs> um, but yeah, it had one really cool effect at the end where the entire room was rotating and I'm like, what the, are we, is the boat tilting? And then I looked at the water and saw that the actual room was, the entire room was tilting. That really screws with your mind. Did you see that part? Yeah. Yeah, it's so cool. Oh my god! And the theme that section is themed the that the Arabian section is themed so nicely, just like the entire park. Um, uh, we haven't even barely talked about any of the coasters that people talk about yet, have we? Jeez, that's how no. good this park is. Like coasters, like none of them are bad. None of them are bad. They're all good. Some of them yeah, are really good. Some of them are really good. None of them are bad. They're, they're, they're great. But like, and the one that was demolished was also really great. So let's start with there because Bob is where the that's where the planning started. Actually, oddly enough, uh, I found out Bob was closing. I've been wanting to go to Europe forever, and I was like, finally, I'm like, I'm gonna do this, 
we're going to do it. And I'm going to start with Bob. So that's that's why I started with the that's where I the whole trip centered around that. And uh, man, was I worried when I was scheduling this to see. Oh God, they haven't announced a, a closure date. Please don't close before I go. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was closed by the time I was done the trip, by like a week or two. Um, so it's into and Bob's led. Pretty light on the theming. Um, actually, really light on the theming. Um, but still really nice. Um, you know, it's, it was basically Swiss themed. Uh, imagine that. Um, and uh, yeah, that one was really fun. Uh, it just the when you do some of the transitions from left to right, it, it it feels like the car is literally trying to jump out of the trough. Like you get some like airtime, like not airtime, but like feelings of weightlessness. And you're like, we're not attached to the track anyway. And I don't know how much I trust the roll bar. If we were to tilt over, but it was fantastic. You know, it uh, must be a pain. It must have been a pain to deal with that ride in the middle of the forest, though, with all the leaves and all that stuff. I, I just imagine. And man, did it go down fast? Because that the new ride is like they're already found in with the foundation segment of the uh, the the building of the ride. I just saw some pictures today that they're moving quick. And they're reusing half of the station. It's a dual track ride from Mock Rides, right? Yep. Right. Uh, it's called Max and something something. Two names. I forget the two names, but it's uh, whatever it is, it will probably be fantastic. Um, uh, Bob was fun, too, um, but I understand why they probably got rid of it. Uh, you know, I don't know who built the trains. Was that B&M? That built those trains. I, I don't know if BM came out of retirement of building intimate bobsled trains like 20 years later, but I know they got replaced in like the early teens. So, and the old ones I, are actually now uh, uh, in, at Six Flags Over Texas. I do not know. Um, they were very good trains. I don't know who did them. Probably even better than BM, which, if you don't know, uh, Disaster Transport and Great Escape had BM trains after the fact and replaced old Intamins. So. Um, Python, uh, this is a Vacoma looper from like the eighties, right? And, uh, completely rebuilt last year. Uh, everything but the, the first drop and left were, com and brakes were completely rebuilt, uh, using new fabrication, um, techniques and, uh, wow, it's so smooth. Um, it's actually like, it's, I know this is a stupid complaint, but it's so smooth to the point where it, it's, it's almost boring. It's all so smooth. It's just like you're you're expecting the worst ever over every other turn, and it, it never happens. It's 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 bizarre. And then just being in those trains and that track style just seems so bizarre. The how it's like all pipes instead of square tubing, and uh, or round tubing instead of square tubing, and oh, it's just really interesting. Uh, it's kind of a weird ride though. It's very not themed though. Um, I'm I, I wish when they rebuilt the ride they'd also like done something and themed it up a little bit, maybe gave it a story of some sort. That would have been, because uh, it's obviously going to be here for a long run. It would have been nice if they'd uh, upped it up a little bit, added a little bit more to it, too. Um, and the slowest lift hill ever. <laughs> um, George and the Dragon, the GCI twin racing dueling coaster, think lightning racer, think thunderhead, combine them together. And you have one hell of a GCI. Two hell of a GCIs. Wow. Uh, what a great ride. What I, a I think fantastic it's... ride. 
I think it might be the most underrated wood coaster. Yeah. Uh, some people really hate it for some reason, and I don't get it. I don't get it whatsoever. Um, bad opinions. And... Uh, everybody's opinions, you know, you're all entitled to it. It doesn't make you a bad person. It's just, you know, it's just... You have some, bad takes sometimes. You, just, you question some people. But, I mean, I like Vortex, so <laughs> what do you want from me? I like Vortex, um, too. And I'm not I'm not saying that that's... But there's, like, there's, there are opinions that are straight up bad. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll say it, like... Themed wonderfully too. The queue line's awesome. Um, uh, I don't think the dragon is running to its full extent currently, because I didn't write. I didn't even notice it until um, I didn't know the pathway extended past the station, which I it, ugh, it irks me because uh, sorry guys, I'm not gonna have a lot of footage of this ride because I didn't realize that there's a pathway that went right in the middle of the ride. That doesn't happen to me very often. <laughs> <laughs> But after it closed the second day, I was just exploring because it's like, I want to take lots of night photos. They're not kicking me out. And, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if the rides are running for night photos, typically. Right. Um, and then I found the dragon. I was like, wow, that dragon is cool. And I didn't realize that was the dragon that was on one of the magnets that you could buy. So I was like, I don't know what that dragon's from. Who cares? Then I saw the dragon. I was like, oh, no, I wanted to buy that magnet. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it just it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, it starts with a straight drop, you know, um, then they come together, they do a little lightning laser thing where it goes up and over itself. It has an outward, outward facing bank around two curves, dives over the water. Um, it's everything I want lightning racer to be. Not that lightning racer is a bad ride. It's a fantastic, it's a fun ride, but it's never been an intense ride. This is fun and intense. It just takes it up a notch and yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, let's move on to another ride that's freaking fantastic. The Flying Dutchman. Uh, this this is a water coaster done by Comeback Coasters. I believe they had some issues with it, so actually Intamin had to come in, of all people, and fix the ride <laughs> to make it work, which uh, I always chuckled at that fact. Um, the, the, the building that it's in is fan, it's just beautiful. I mean, it looks like it's been there forever. Um, then... You go inside, and the queue line is beautiful. The station, the station, I mean, it, like, puts, like, I don't know, like, Pirates of the Caribbean to shame. Because that's what I feel I could compare it to. Not theme-wise, just, like, it's a boat ride. It's a theme station. Um, well, it's a boat ride, but it's not a boat ride. So it's really weird. Um, it kind of like reminds a... me, you know what it reminds me of? And it's it's a it's a bigger version of this, the old egg from uh, Maelstrom, where, like, you're kind of in a village sort of thing. It's a little bit like that. Okay, but it's, I'll take, it's I never rode Maelstrom, so I'll take it, I'll take your for it. <laughs> but, like, more stuff. Because, like, okay. you kind of go through the town, you know, to get on the ride. And uh, it's really weird. It's a boat ride, but unlike a mock water coaster that, um, that it can free float in some sections, this stays attached to the track the entire time. Kind of like the, 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 the premier liquid coasters that were a huge failure. <laughs> hmm. um, and that released a track. So there's like switch tracks underwater. There's a chain link to bring you back into the station. There's actually chains and all that stuff. That must be a lot of fun to maintain. <laughs> oh, my. I would hate to be a maintenance guys. They must have to use scuba divers all the freaking time to look at that stuff, right? I don't know how else they do it. Like, Yeah, yeah. It must be a absolute nightmare um 
but props to them. It's it's a really fun ride. Uh, the I don't even know what they're doing with some of the. I couldn't even figure out some of the effects. Um, and like when you're going with the lift hill, I don't even know what the hell was going on. I know there was a lot of machinery above me doing weird things, but like I, I think it's like a rain cloud that's trying to follow you, or I don't I don't even know what's going on. The the the, the whole room is filled with mist. It's so good, Alan. I know. It's so good. It's so good. And then the coaster section's pretty fun too. It's not amazing, but it's fun. It's got some nice parabolic hills and stuff in it. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. too shabby. Yeah, it's. I, I'm literally tingling just thinking about all this stuff. It's it's amazing. Um, let's go back to some dark rides before we get back to the uh, final coaster. I think the final coaster, right? Or am I missing something? Um. Anyways, yeah. The rapids ride. Um, this is, um, was fun. I can't remember what it was called right now. I'm such a bad person. Uh, um, it was, um, Piranha, I want to say. Yeah. Um, beautifully themed, Intamin, uh, great walk work. It kind of, it, it stands out a little bit, I think, from the rest of the park. Like, it kind of doesn't feel like it belongs there. I think that's the only thing that kind of doesn't feel like it belongs there. Not that that's a bad thing or anything, it just... I think it's like a hard transition from the rest of the the areas that it's in. Based, does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. No, have you done it? I have. Yeah, yeah. I've been on oh. basically everything at that park. So. Yeah, I yes. I didn't miss much either. I I, I missed a few flat rides, um, and that's about it, unfortunately. Um, and I I know I missed a lot of food, and I know I missed some of the indoor buildings. That even with I, I I think I had my first day I was there for three hours and the second day I was there from like nine to like eleven so I mean that's like two that's more than two full Europe days typically yeah uh, so I had more than two days there basically um for European standards and it still wasn't <laughs> it still wasn't enough um no not even not even a little bit um let's talk about the steam carousel and the diorama shall we um did you almost miss the diorama no i kept seeing the the advertising for it and i was like i need to go in there and then you like messaged me or did you go in the diorama and i was like no and like i was like i think i was like yes i did and then i quickly went over there (laughs) (laughs) um yeah just talk about the carousel building it it, god it's so innate and amazing looking um I think they were going for like a showman facade, basically, right? Kind yeah. of more of a carnival look, but very, very elegant looking carnival. It may still uh, be the it may be the original from when it was like traveling. Like oh, that's a okay, so possibility. Oh, okay, or a recreation or something like that. Yeah. Um, the carousel is beautiful. Um, it has same kind of mechanic mechanisms that Laurent has on their carousel for the horses that kind of rock back and forth. Uh, which I was like, okay, I never did it at Laurent. I'll finally do it here. I also saw it in other parks. Um, I think it was the only carousel I did in the, on the entire trip. Um, carousels just aren't as much of a thing in Europe, it seems, um, uh, as far as antique ones go. Um, I would so... say they're less at parks and they're more independent, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. like, like Paris has like 20 of them. Okay. Except to okay. go looking for specifically. Okay. Maybe that's something I will do eventually. Um, I rode in the chariot because the air- chariot swivels like like a top and it's the weirdest motion ever. And it was so much fun. <laughs> uh, 
I loved it. A uh, beautiful carousel. It's really weird. It's steam powered. It's beautiful. The diorama. I I took great photos. I took great video. Unfortunately, that's all I did because uh, I had like this is the point where I was like, oh my god, I have a billion things to do and there's like two hours left. <laughs> that's when the panic was setting in. It was like, oh my god, I feel like I've done everything, but now I realize I've done nothing. <laughs> That's how you feel. You, you, I don't know how anyone could ever say two days is enough for this park. I wouldn't want to be there for more two days because it makes me want to go back, if that makes sense. But um, it, it's just a park that you're always going to want to go back to. Um, the, the diorama is beautiful. It, 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 it's like I thought I'd seen some really cool things in, in America, all the roadside attractions. Oh, God, it just kind of puts it to shame. It's, I, it's pretty over the top. I, I can't believe this diorama, how big it was and how detailed it was. It was fantastic. Don't miss this thing. It's it's really good. It's really good. Um, We're going to talk about that weird diorama dark ride thing, the Spooks-A-Lot. I love Spooks-A-Lot. It's so love weird, it. though. I don't know what was going on, but I liked it, but like I definitely didn't do it again. Um, it has really cool theming leading up to the room. It's not a ride, kind of just a show with a lot of animatronics, a lot of death, and classical music, and like Pepper's Ghost effects. It was cool. I wouldn't wait very long for it, but it was very cool. Um, so so that was like the first thing they built outside of the Storybook Forest that was like an oh, attraction. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see why they wouldn't want to put it in the Storybook Forest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely different than that. Yeah, and it it's just it's a different thing. Like it's a very different animal, and kind of like was the the beginning of them doing new stuff. If that makes sense. Okay. Um. Then you have I mean, just I, I can't believe they actually put this as an attraction on their park, but it is a on their website. This is listed as an attraction, and it's not really one. But I understand why they put it on there. The paper gobblers. Yeah, they're great. They're so good. Um, then I didn't notice that Knobles has one, and I had no idea. I was like, oh, my God, how have I missed Knobles, this for years and years and years and years? Knobles is the most <laughs> European park in America, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. I, I, I don't know how to believe that, but I think it's the most American-ass American park, be off you. But with some American from – I see where you're coming from, though. But the paper gobblers are so good, and uh, the second day, the first thing I decided to do was put my uh, – Bobby Wan land ticket because I still had it in my pocket. I'm like, yeah, this is where this belongs. <laughs> like, like I was like, originally I was going to save it for a souvenir because I was like, I'm not giving this park a dollar more. I didn't even look to the souvenir shop. And then I was like, you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> oh, by the way, but I think I don't know if I mentioned, but Bobby Wan, no maps. And they charge two euros for a paper map if you want one. And their app sucked once I finally got it downloaded. It was, it was literally just a, um, it wasn't even like interactive. It was. It was. Uh, I think it was just a Google image base. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is really helpful." <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, I know we got to move on. I know we got to get going. Um, you have the island in the sky. Fantastic. So unique. I didn't get to do Legoland's. It was closed, and then then they sh- they took it out. Yeah. So, so there's only two left now. Yeah, that in Gardaland. Gardaland. Yeah. Yes. I didn't realize there were. I thought there were more. There were. Maybe there's one in Japan, but I I, I recall there just being those two. Huh. They're Intamin, right? Yeah. Um. Did the boat ride? Uh, it, it's a long, 
commitment. It's like a half an hour or longer commitment, but it's totally worth it. It's so relaxing. Great thing to do in the middle of the day when you're, um, um, I went into the little adventure maze, the hedge mage, uh, that's basically for kids and, and forgot to duck when you went in a little tiki hut and totally freaking gave myself a bruise. And then it scabbed over the next few days. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, you know, it is made for kids. Uh, shame on me. I had to do the pedal trains where, you, where if you're an adult, you don't really fit on the seat, so you just sit on the, the, the seat back. <laughs> and I was going through it so fast, and then the kids in front of me that were kind of like just taking their time saw me coming, they're like, oh, no! And <laughs> they had like the fear in their eyes. Oh, God, this, this crazy American's going to ram into us. <laughs> um, the, the, some of the, all the, the flat rides are just fantastically themed. Uh, you know, they have a swinging ship the size of King's Islands, probably the same model. Uh, they have a ride themed to cannibals. Uh, that's a thing. That's a teacup yeah. ride. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's a thing. Uh, God, it's just so much good stuff. They had the, the ride with the whale, with the, the guy getting enema with the blowhole with the water coming up. It's just basically a Zamperla like pirate ride, uh, similar to Jolly Roger at Great Adventure. Ah, oh, jeez, their train is fun. Uh, okay, now let's just back to the mainstay stuff, what you've been waiting to hear about, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then the monorail where you sit in the, the snails and you go over the kids' area that is so, like, every single part of that kids' area would not work in America. It's amazing. I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the things I didn't get to do was the car ride. I want to do that old school uh, way swinger thing that like you kind of just swung outwards. But uh, um, the first uh, Vacoma Madhouse is here, uh, Villa Vola, Volta. Um, honestly, this was one of the. This is the. It's beautiful from from the outside. It has two cool pre-shows that I had absolutely no idea what happened. I'm sure it's amazing if I understood the language, but it you know it did nothing for me. And uh, I actually thought that the, the effects inside their ride were actually bad compared to other madhouses in Europe and even the Houdini's. Um, that was probably my biggest disappointment when you're comparing other rides like it to other ones of the similar genre. Okay. okay fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about Baron. It's time to talk about Baron. 1888. Yeah. 1898. Um, only rode it twice. Um, the coaster. Let's. Yeah, uh, no. We'll talk about the ride. We'll talk about the theming. The theming. I mean, you walk up to this thing. <sighs> you thought Alpengeist looked coolly themed for a B&A. It, it makes Alpengeist look like uh, garbage. The, the 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 lift hill has more theming than most roller coasters have on their entire ride, and it's just the lift. Um, the station. You could tell that it's not some fake brick facade. Those are like the bricks. They look like they were the, the, the bricks looks like they're from like 200 years ago, reclaimed from another building. It, it's fantastic. It's so beautiful. Um, the, with the, just the setting, the, how you walk up to the ride with the drop and the the heart line going over you. It, it's just such. It's just there to show you. It just to just to completely. Put you at all. Every part of that ride is. Um, and the pre-show, uh, you can, uh, there was some English on this one, right? Yeah, I believe so, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes. So you, you, you understand that it's like the spirits of the mine. You know, it's mine. It's themed to mining, basically. And it, it, spirits of dead miners are here to haunt you and this lady. And all. Did I get that about right, the gist of it? 
basically. Like, like the they're the spirits of the mine itself, less than okay. like them. Yeah, like it, it's actually quasi socialist, which is kind of amusing. Okay, um, there you go. I'm having to take it yeah. so deep. <laughs> I just, I, it is what it is. I don't know. Yeah, what to yeah, say. yeah. Um, and the the lady singing is so beautiful. Like I gotta get a soundtrack. I gotta get the soundtrack of that. It is so gorgeous. And then. I, I, it wasn't until like the second day that I went over to the tunnel to finally take pictures and she's singing underneath inside the pit of the tunnel of the first drop. Oh my God. That gave me chills. It is so it's creepy. I love it. It's creepy and beautiful at the same time. It's, it's so good. <laughs> the ride um, itself to be the fair ride itself is it's okay. okay. It's okay. Uh, I mean, of the five dot B and M dive coasters, it's ob- oh no, the six. It, it's better than Crake, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you don't have to do much to be better than Crake. Um, it, I mean, it's a fun ride. It's got the six across uh, Flores train, so it runs the regular B and M track instead of the supersized B and M track. Uh, first drop into the tunnel is fantastic. Um, the the inversions are fun. The helix is fun. It, it's a fun ride. It's kind of short, but it's fun and. It's not all about. If it was just a coaster plopped down in a field, it'd be really stupid. But it's not. So it it the whole package is probably better than some of the B and M's uh, here in America. If you you know from the start to finish, or just the whole area, the whole experience, it, it's definitely better than most of them. But the coaster isn't. So, but I I'm okay with that. Um. Final two dark rides. I've been saving them. Um, oh, God. Help me out with this. Uh, Droomvlucht? Droomvlucht. Droomvlucht. Dreamflight. Yeah, the, 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 the fairy tale ride. Um, wow. Suspended. I had no idea these were suspended vehicles. Oh, my God. The, foot, the, foot, the video on the, the, uh, the website is just making me so happy. Oh. Um, I, I knew nothing about that ride. Me neither. I'm so glad you didn't tell me anything. Um, so suspended vehicles, uh, they kind of feel like, um, you know, like an Omnimover, like Haunted Mansion, but they're suspended. Um, I think they have onboard motors to propel themselves. Yeah, that, that seems about right. You just go through lots of scenes of elves and fairies, and it's beautiful, beautiful, and it's amazing. I don't know if there's really that much of a story, is there? Other than just... Not ex- really. Yeah, you're no. just kind of exploring their world, right? It's that's that's fun. Um, like, and then it, it's it has the greatest visuals. Uh, to me, like that's the most Efteling ride because it has this like Efteling has its its own very specific kind of art, um, like an art style of its own, and that ride has it like in spades, like the way that they draw characters or um, the one thing that that really gets me is when you end up going between planets. And there are these like these planets with cities on top of them. Oh my god! It's so good, like it's so unbelievably good. Oh and then god. the why end does, of the ride. Why does it have to be thirty vlogs into editing? Oh, I want to see my footage again. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going in order of the trip, so. Uh, but it's just, uh, and then you, you keep building up, and you keep going up and up and up and up, and then you get to the top, and then it's just a spiral. Down, think of like the way uh, Schwarzkopf uh, Speed Racers set up with the spiral lift hill. Think of that, but you drop down it at a, and you actually start picking up space or picking up speed. It, it, it's not a roller coaster. Don't, don't. I'm not even trying to go there, but 
it's definitely on its own gravity and it's uh it's just exciting and fun and the the size of that 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 circular show building is really impressive right yeah no it's great yeah. i love it oh my god oh um my god. um shows um there's Wait, are you leaving one more thing to oh the yeah i'm leaving that for end. last oh yeah okay. yeah <laughs> we're leaving the uh showstopper for last um there's so much entertainment throughout the park that you'll just run into um by accident from puppet shows to singing shows um some were just for kids and i was still it was still cool um their 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 mascot the the the, the or the, you know the, the guy that's in um in um symbolica that character is really fun to look at um he's he's like a little jester jokester guy he's so um there's the park show next to villa volta uh raven ravengent or however you pronounce it i did not do that i didn't even know about it actually I, I thought that was a section of the park i didn't realize that was advertising a show so oops um and then there's another show that's that's you have to pay for um you get a significant discount if you stay at, I think it's like, I don't know what it is normally, but I, I remember they were like, it's like eight euros if you stay at one of the hotels. So I was like, oh, okay. But I don't have time to see it, but I'd love to. Have you seen the one I'm talking about? I don't know what it's called. The giant medieval show thing? Yes. By, in the front Raveland. of the park. Raveland. Oh, no, no, not, not that one. The other one. Oh. The one that's per you have to pay for. Oh, 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 no, I have not seen that. I actually did not see Ravelin. I Okay. Um, I wish I had seen Ravelin. Uh, mistakes were made, but, you know. Oh, and now I'm seeing the video of it. Holy damn it. <laughs> oh, my God, there's animatronics. Okay, ding, dang. That was a mistake. <laughs> oh, dang, I messed that one up. What I did see was Aquanarium, their um, World of Cover color type show. Is very that good. is way more interesting than World of Color. Um, I agree. I, you know, it's not that World of Color is bad. I'm just sick and tired of Disney just projecting their movies onto water. It's like, okay, I can, great. You, you decided to find another way to project your, 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 your movies onto another. Ariel is giving me the stink eye right now. <laughs> I, I feel, look. I don't hate Disney film, right? I don't I hate them either. Don't. I just don't like that. It's I guess you're at Disney. That's what you expect. It doesn't mean I need to consume it, right? Right. Um, but and I I've never actually seen World of Color from start to finish. I probably will the next time I go because that will be with Ariel. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I I just find this more. I find this more civil. I don't know. I find this more refined. It's just more. Uh, the, the, first of all, the fountains are impressive to moan. They're like really powerful they sound like they sound like from your other side so they run it i'm sorry i'm all over the place um <laughs> they run it many times a day at night um some of the shows start during the daytime and then eventually gets dark so uh and then a days that it doesn't close uh after dark they do still run it and they run it typically after the park closes but it, you still won't have the darkness um and uh, I can imagine it still being really nice to see, but definitely not the same effect. Um, I, I was in Storybook Forest, or not Storybook. Um, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, it's uh, what? Um, we are bad people right now. We are such bad people right now. <laughs> 
I always call it like the storybook area. Like that's that's just what fairy it is. Fairytale forest. Like, Fairytale forest, which I will talk about in a second. Um, it, I was over there and I thought fireworks were going off. I'm like, oh, I didn't know the show had fireworks. No, that's just the, the, how loud the compressed air is for these water fountains and um they they shoot water up after the water the they 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 pulse it so the water is still going up they stop it really quickly and then they i think they they shoot a a faster uh or more powerful jet of water so they actually like the two water it it collides with the water that's already going up and it, it like it makes this cool effect and sound and oh my god and it's all done to like classical music so I can see why some people will say, well, that was music, but it's just beautiful. It, it is like, it's just beautiful. It's gorgeous. It made me happy. Uh, I, I definitely enjoyed it more than the dear departed illumination. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I just, just really like what they did with it. It's just beautiful. And uh, you don't have to line up an hour beforehand because they show the show very often and there's a lot of seating and, uh you know it's awesome um storybook forest i like schedule like an hour to go through here and it was not enough uh you could spend like two or three hours in here easily right easily yeah it's i mean take something like you know our storybook lands like you know um i can't think oh wild there we go or a good one. you know the gray escape sections old sections that are not run down or you know, up in New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the older stuff looks very similar to that. Um, but I didn't know. I just always assumed it was something they built in old days, right? And it just sits there as a, you know, a relic, a well-maintained relic. I had no idea. Without really any press or advertising or anything, that they're always adding new ones. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. If this was an American park, they'd be like, hey, we're adding a new part of our storybook land. You have to come and check it out. No, here it's just part of what they do, and it's it's like no big deal. This is us. We expect for us to keep expanding, expect us to keep improving, and we're going to do that. So, I mean, there's too much to talk about about it. I mean, there's the giant neck guy. There's the dragons. There's the elves. There's the castles. The pooping donkey there's uh, the dioramas there's 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 like the matchstick girl i mean there's like a million things in that you you can spend i think i spent like three hours there last time i was pissed i like it's one of i kept on like i need to go there i need to go there and i didn't end up there until like late in the evening or like it was starting to get dark on my second day and i mean i don't know maybe i'm happy i didn't do that because i probably would have spent too much time in it but i don't i don't i just, just, just never can have enough time at this park um, but, oh, and then the food, I, I didn't eat enough of it. Uh, I know that, but, uh, it's fantastic. I had the best fish and chips of my life pretty much. Uh, probably are better than the, the standard for me, which is Harry Potter. Um, and a hell of a lot cheaper. <laughs> the pricing is so good in that park. You can, buy, you can get a beer for like less than $3. Oh yeah. This, it's I insane. Think, I think this is about the time where I realized that beer is just a little bit more than water and they don't you know the, the, the thing we'll talk about this later when we wrap it up but like there's no free water in europe no no so um yeah and uh, i i had this amazing cookie sa- ice cream sandwich and like i couldn't decide what i wanted and i'm like 
can you like can you just give me half and half and cut it because she was cutting them in half i'm like can you give me a different kind of ice cream and a different kind of of sprinkles or whatever i put on it and she's like yeah we can do that and i'm like yes and america would be like yes but five dollars extra <laughs> Um, and, and then, yeah, I've been, you know, saving it for last, but Symbolica, their newest dark ride. They spent, what did they spend on this thing? 65, I think. 65 million euros. And the technology in there and the scenes in there and the story, the reveal, the building itself. That I mean, I would say there, I, I feel like I, I, some people kind of compare it to this is Efteling's you know Sleeping Beauty Castle or Cinderella Castle um that's fair I guess um did they do redo that entire pathway leading up to that when they built Symbolica yeah. Or, yeah. okay because yeah. that's grand like the uh the the, the, the lamp lights that that line that that pathway I mean, I mean they they I mean a fantastic. lot of that stuff was kind of there like the flower beds they changed it slightly obviously to accommodate the restaurant and the castle because none of that okay. stuff was there um of oh, the restaurant to the left across the way right yeah yeah okay um but uh i never did the regular line i did single rider every time so i found out later through uh you know our good friends over in the loop that uh you can choose which experience you want mm -hmm. i did not know that i did not know that so i w just got the luck of the draw um I think I got the red one twice and the green one once, if I remember correctly. Um, and one time I kind of like awkwardly went with a father and his kid in the front seat, even though I could have easily gone in the back seat. But I was like, I don't care how awkward this is. I want to punch that touch screen. <laughs> um, so, but I'm getting ahead of myself. The reveal of the, the staircase opening, that's one of the best reveals in theme park history. It, it's... Yeah. It's fantastic. And the animatronics and the Jester character. Does he have a name? What's his he name? Does. What's he his does. What's uh, The mascot is Paradis. Paradis. He is a court Jester. Yeah. I, I wanted to get a picture of him, but I, I I was like, you know what? I want to bring Ariel here, and I want to get my first time I get a picture of my, my buddy. And uh, then the, the ride system, it, it, it's a trackless system. And it actually does interesting things with trackless other than just follow a predefined path. Um, I, there's just too much to talk about. The technology in there is amazing. The scenes are amazing. The the globe room is, the amount of detail in that room is just fantastic. The the whale scene with all practical effects, ugh, except for a few screens. I mean, there's barely any screens on this ride, barely any. Um, the screens, screens never bother me. I think to the same. Like a lot of people are like, ah, it's all practical. Like this though is a ride where, if you I rely think... on it too much just because you can, that bothers me. But if you're using it to enhance the ride, I have no problem with that. There's one scene in Escape from Green Gods where all it is is an elf, or a, a, not an elf. What are they called? Um, what are the Harry Potter dudes? They're not gremlins. They're like the. Are you talking about like the guys that are in the? Yeah, those guys. Yeah. Everyone knows what I'm talking about right now. He yeah. just he runs left to right on the screen and nothing the background basically does nothing. Every time I see that one I'm like that could have been done with animatronic. There's no reason that couldn't have been into animatronic, but they were just like, "Well, we're doing screens for every single scene. Why would we build animatronic?" I'm like, "That could have been done with animatronic." It annoys me every time I see it now. Um but 
here it's it's just here to enhance a ride. Um, then you have the interactive screens, which um, you know you play games, you get to interact with. You go you you depending on which color car you're on, you go into scene specific for it, and it interacts with actual sets that you see. Uh, what you do on the touchscreen affects what's going on with the actual physical effects, which is really cool. I, I definitely wish I could have you know been able to play with that more. But even if you're waiting for the front for the regular row, you're not guaranteed to be in the front row, unfortunately. Um, that's just that's I think that's like the only complaint that I can have about the ride, really, right? Yeah. That if you're in the back row, you're you're screwed out of that. Um, but even if you're in the back row, it's one of the best dark rides ever built. <laughs> um, and then you, one of the final scenes, you go into that scene where all the cakes and it smells like nothing but sugar in there. And then the cars start to dance like you're in a ballroom and interact with each other like they're dancing with each other. Oh, my God. I wanted to cry. It was so amazing. And then you get off and you want to go again. I did it three times, and I wish I'd done it more, but there was just so much more. Um, Efteling, um, I know we're going long right here, and it's taking forever, but Efteling is uh, one of my favorite parks of the trip, easily. Um, but we need to move on, yes. don't we? Um, yes. Do you have anything to add that I might have missed? Uh, I'm going there for a long weekend. Oh, man, I, so... I, 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 I envy you. Oh, my God. So, I mean, you know, if... If I'm willing to to fly overnight for Thanksgiving weekend to to Amsterdam to the Netherlands, I would do it. Just I would do yeah. it. Yeah, I'd do it for this park and another park that I I really really am considering doing just that thing. Um, but the next park, uh, we finally got to Germany, and I was so excited to get to Germany. Oh my god, I was so excited to get to Germany, except for the fact the first supercar I saw in Germany was a Corvette. I was like, what? <laughs> Um, Hansa Park. This is right on the black. Um, yeah. It is a, I'd say it's an up-and-coming park. This used to be a Legoland once upon a time. Um, you can see, like, literally none of the Renan, I, I couldn't see anything that would have made me think it was a Legoland park at one point. If it was a Legoland park, um, I mean, they've either erased every single thing of it, or it wasn't a very good Legoland. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... This park has been getting on the map um, more and more, most recently because of Karnan, the Gershaler Infinity Coaster that's over 200 feet tall, mm-hmm. uh, inside of a huge tower. Um, so I guess we should start with that. Uh, the park yeah. opens about an hour early, so you can go in and just kind of, what I did is I kind of just took a nice little relaxed lap around the park and checked everything out, kind of did a game plan, and then joined up to the line about half an hour early. Um, Karnan. As I said, it's a Gershaler Infinity Coaster. Um, it has a lot of special effects and a lot of hidden things that I'm sure you know about, right? You know about them, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, let's just start with those really quickly so I can we can do a spoiler tag here because I, I wish I didn't know about them. Um, it would have made it better. So if you don't want to know about this, please, please, please skip ahead two minutes um, starting now. Um so the main thing is it has a vertical lift hill inside of a huge 200-plus-foot building. Um, that's beautifully themed to, like, an, it looks like it's been there forever. It looks like a giant, like, I don't know, tower that's old. Like, 
the, just the brickwork makes it look fantastic. It's not like the same type of brick. It's just fantastic. You go up the vertical lift and you go almost to the top, and all of a sudden, you just drop backwards down the left hill, and it's the most unnerving thing ever because anyone seasoned roller coaster rider or GP, that's not supposed to happen. Um, it's a fantastic effect. It gives you pretty good airtime. It's not amazing. It's just the, the and it's still my, the first time it got me. I will say though, after riding it, you know, another four or five times, it kind of gets annoying because you kind of just want to get get it done with, and be, you know, you want to just do the ride itself. And it, it takes a long time for it to reset, um, because it has to, uh, it has to, you know, what it does is it stops you at the top. And then you know it's it's doing its show scene, and then um, it reverses the lift hill because it kind of it's Gershaw's use a pusher. They it just pushes the train up. It's it doesn't connect with a chain dog, so it has to reverse it all the way back down the drop, and then it has to lift you all the way back up again. So it takes a long time. Um, really cool effect. The other thing, because I only have 20 seconds, is after you do the ride, you do a heart line inside of the uh, after the brake run, which is really cool, really slow, really fun. So, those are the two surprises. They're awesome. Now let's talk about the queue line. Themed better than I mean, we were all amazed by Dueling Dragons back in '90. But I mean, at this point, something like Karnan puts even Dueling Dragons. It's that good. Um, it has a really weird. After you put yourself in lockers, it has a really weird way of selecting what what row you're going to be on. I'd heard about this. Um, you don't get to choose. Karnan chooses for you. And it's not like you, there's no way to game it. Um, you line up in four different rows, and then it does. It tells you uh, it it randomly selects which row goes first, and then after that, at the same time, it selects which row to go. So um, it, it it's and they they typically will not let you switch, even if someone says, "Hey, we'll switch with you." They're like, "No, no, no, no. You have to, Carnan has chosen." You to be in this row. You must go to that row. <laughs> <laughs> I got lucky. Um, I, I, I rode it either five or six times, and every time I was either in the front row or the back row, except for my last ride. At that point, I was like, my luck is over. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see how lucky I could get to get the back and front rows. Um, I like the back row more, obviously. It's more intense. Um, uh, it, it's a really, really, really intense ride. Like, it is extremely intense to the point where after like two rides i couldn't ride with my hands up anymore it was it the the transitions are so quick and so intense it's a little rattly i wouldn't say painful i wouldn't say smooth but it's fine it, it's overrated when people say that this is really rough it, it's definitely it's just really it's just a really intense ride and i think that just intensifies all those feelings um it, it, lots of smooth, lots of airtime, lots of quick transitions. Awesome ride. Um, next to it is the Bell Ride, which is actually being removed. This is like a frisbee ride, but with a giant bell-shaped thing that goes. Then and you're basically on the bell knocker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's huge ride. It looks so impressive. It sits. It seats six people, which is pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't know what anyone was thinking, like, oh, let's build this huge ride that looks really impressive that's going to draw people in, but have six people per go. Um, I, I'd heard earlier this year that it wasn't running very intense. I think they knocked it up 
from when I went, but it still was pretty weak. Um, they have one of those twisting raft rides like uh, Six Flags put in, you know, back in the mid 2000s. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Twisted a lot, you know, like uh, you know the old one that went into Astral and is at Six Flags America. Those are fun yeah. always. Did a few of those in America in Europe. They seem to have a lot more installations in. Um, despite being built by the Canadian company, those were built by uh, ProSlide, weren't they? Um, pretty sure they were one of the water slide manufacturers. I don't think that was a ride manufacturer. Very possible. Very possible. Um, here on these crazy mine mock wild Moyer wild mouse, really really rough ride, but the theming was absolutely fantastic. It had animatronics. It had buildings that you went in and out of, for, all for a little wild mouse. It had a tower at one end that you could climb up, and you were literally at the same height of the lift hill once you got to the top, which as you know a video and you know photo. File. Oh God, I loved it. It was so cool. <laughs> I, I tweeted I'm like, I don't know why this tower exists, but thank you, Hansa Park. <laughs> uh, they have Gershaler Family Coaster called. Oh my. Or no, I'm sorry. I just combined two games. Um, Slans von Midgar. I am so sorry. <laughs> if we have any German uh, listeners, I am so sorry. Uh, the Gershaler Family Coaster. Um. One of the most themed family coasters ever. It puts like uh, Hippogriff or uh, Barnstormer to shame. Uh, amazing theming over the water. A lot of it. It has. Uh, it goes around twice and it has uh, some screens that do some show stuff. And you go around it twice and it has a different. It plays something different each time. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. The, the queue lines themed well. It was awesome. Um. The uh, Vacoma roller skater, uh, Rassander Roland. I might have slightly got that right. Um, so this is right next to Nessie, which that whole area is rethemed. And uh, I feel like this one stands out compared to the rest of the area, but it's still a really fun roller skater. Uh, it goes through the loop of our next coaster, Nessie, a Skorshkoff, a uh, custom layout. Um, pretty good Skorshkoff kind of short um it kind of just consists of uh you know uh lift hill fastest they, they've done something to like speed the heck out of that lift hill because i've never heard a scorch off lift hill sound so fast it, it literally sounds like it's trying to shake itself apart it's scary how fast it, it moves up that lift hill because <laughs> you know scorch costs are usually really slow um yeah. Uh, you just do a left-hand turn into a loop, another left-hand turn around, like a wood coaster, old-school wood coaster, high turnaround flat track, uh, into a drop into an airtime hill, into a helix, and then you drop into a tunnel. I'm like, oh, really cool tunnel. <laughs> right into the brakes. I'm like, oh, that's that's it. <laughs> um, this ride is from the, eight, the 70s or the 80s, uh, and uh, with the new ride this year they rethemed the entire ride and uh gave it a brand new station new queue line theming uh to see them do it to such an old ride is it's so europe like american american parks would never be like oh we need to make this ride look better because it's right next to this new ride nah nah europe does it better um they put a 400 foot fun time drop tower in the middle of the helix of nessie i just the location alone is amazing. And then the view of the park and the Baltic Sea from up there is fantastic. They run two programs. Early in the day, it tilts when you get to the top of the drop. And then before you drop, it tilts back. Um, it's not that intensive a tilt. Think um, 
acrophobia at Six Flags Over Georgia. Uh, and then later in the day, they have Super Drop, which keeps you tilted the entire time, even down the drop. Um, at good drop tower. If you've been on Dollywood, it's similar experience. Um, I mean, just as beautiful views, but just obviously completely different setting. Um, then the other thing that we really need to talk about is Flach von Nochgrad, the Gerslar Eurofighter. Um, hmm. This one seemed really well, like extremely well. It's ridiculous. Uh, they have like projection mapping, like faces on some of the, the characters. There's a Pepper's Ghosts effect in the scene before the launch. Um, the launch is. Uh, it's very it's all in the dark so you don't even know you're hitting this launch and it's one of the most intense accelerations on a on a you know LSM launch I've ever done so to combine those two things it made for a very intense ride um I believe it only has one inversion if I remember correctly it doesn't do anything inside um but I didn't know that my first ride and this is a Eurofighter with overhead restraints Karnan has lap bars um you go into an airtime hill after you get launched out, then you do uh, like a kind of a Magnum type turnaround, basically. It reminded me a heck of a lot of Magnum's turnaround. Obviously smoother and a little bit more um, interesting. And then you go into Heartline, and then you do the standard Eurofighter lift hill, which has animatronics and a show scene on it, all in German. So I didn't know what's happening, but all it just was cool. And then the rest of the ride is completely tunneled because I think you're right near the village that this park stands next to. So they had to make it really, you know, be concerned of noise. And my first ride, I was like, oh, my God, what is this thing going to do? Is this a Eurofighter? It's going to kill me. And it just ends up doing an over, over bank turn. So, uh, But it's, it's all in darkness, so it added another level of terror to it. And they have a kitty coaster from Best of Barbie that was nothing to talk about. Um, this park is just fantastic. It's up and coming. I'd love it. It was Really cool park. They so much detail, the theming. Uh, it's just it's so impressive that a little park like this does something like the, what they do to their rides. Um, and you can tell the older ones to the newer ones, and you can see that they are just taking it a notch in every way. Uh, they had some shows. They saw a laser show, which was pretty cool. It was okay. Um, they have this older boat ride that kind of looks like it was designed for like an expo with its architecture of the 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 this station uh really weird uh it's like in the corner of a park and it if it was in the middle of the park it would stand out from the rest of it so bad um but yeah i can't recommend this park enough it's definitely one of the highlights um let's jump ahead to tripsdale um this is a smaller park and it had some really weird theming first of all the 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 first part of the park which is i the probably the older part of the park it just it feels like it was built they put it feels like a small german village where they just decided to build rides in it and make it look like it all fit there somehow um fantastic the gershler flyaway a tivoli you know large model coaster um this weird like spinning transportation ride um really freaky slides uh, these rollers that you kind of like slid down Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, those slides that you slide down that are rollers, imagine that, but, uh, handrails to keep yourself from falling on your ass, but going down and up and down little, up and down little hoopty hoops. Uh, I, I almost fell on my ass. I was like, Oh God, this would have been bad. <laughs> um, 
coasters, the the three most notable ones are Cracho, Caricho, Caricho, Grishwater uh, Infinity Coaster. Again, a very intense uh, launch, uh, amazing theming. It's themed to these like rocket cars with these rocket cars have like LEDs and like a rocket shaft to the back of the, the Eurofighter. Uh, Lapar only. Uh, I'm sorry, not Eurofighter, Infinity. And just a really interesting, smooth, intense layout with a top hat, um, a dive loop that basically half of it's completely buried in a tunnel. Um, really good. Um, Mammoth, which is a Gerstaller wood coaster with the same track system as El Toro. Is probably the most boring wood coaster I've ever done in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've uh... I've heard people say that, and I was like, I can't be true. It looks like it's so much fun, and it is a fun ride. It's themed to sawing, or you know, like sawmills. I mean, pretty good theme for. uh, I mean, usually that's for like log flumes, but their log flume is themed to something completely different. We'll talk about that in a second. it just, it's super smooth. Uh, you don't have any problem with the Gershaw lap bars like we used to have back in the day when they were on the CCIs. None of that with your, your thighs. That's fine. Um, it just feels like if it was going around the course another like 10 to 15 miles per hour faster, it would be an excellent ride, but it isn't. So it feels like a din where everything was kind of engineered not to have any airtime or force. So, hmm. It's a beautiful yeah. ride, though, and the whole setting of the park is beautiful. When you're especially in that area, there's this giant hill with the old building on top of it with these beautifully manu- uh, manicured uh, fields, farming fields that are is the backdrop of the field of uh, the park. I couldn't stop taking pictures of it. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, you have the Schlaller bobsled. I'm not going to even try to pronounce the name of it. Um, and this was the first burp sled ever. Um, really fun ride. Uh, pretty intense. The, the operations on it were ridiculous. They were running like seven cars, no stacking whatsoever. Um, and it's built in and around the castle that they built. It, it's fantastic. And that castle also houses the log flume. Um, I forget the name of it, but all you need to know, it is the log flume that's themed to bathing. <laughs> You literally sit in bathtubs and, uh, you know, you go through the castle and then you go underneath the castle and there's a scene of nothing but naked ladies and men and uh, they show everything. Um, And uh, from old to young, they show everything. Quite interesting. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to handle that with you two. And then there's a rapids ride that's themed to washing. Yes. So, uh, it, which is amazing theming as well. It's, it's just, and it, the, the, the two Q, the two Q lines are pretty much just like old washing equipment or bathing equipment. It's, it's simple, but it's, it's so easy at the same time. I'm like, you could do this if you just put some money into it, you know, and they, they make, they protect it. Um, some are in cage, uh, and like behind wire and stuff like that. So no one touches it, but some are not like, there's places where there's like saws that are sharp that are like nailed down, and one kid like touched the saw blade and he was like, "Ow!" I'm like, and he's like, "I shouldn't do that again." In America, it'd be like, "We're suing." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Still, it's just a really fun little park. Um, 
I split it with Holiday Park, and next time I'd rather just spend the full day there. It was just so much fun to explore, and I know I missed so much more detail that I would have really liked to look into. They're building two new roller coasters in the next two years, um, so there's even more to go back for credit-wise. So it's uh, plus there. Have you been? To um, Tripsdale. Yeah, I love Tripsdale. It's like one of my favorite parks. Love it. Uh, I know, and I'm you're glad I love it too because I don't know how you couldn't. It's uh, Fantasia Land. Um, so I stayed at the African themed uh, hotel. Spent two full days here, which was plenty of time. The uh, this one two days was enough. You you don't need more than two days at Fantasia Land. There's no question about. That. Um, I don't think you'll ever need two more than two land because it seems like they're pretty much locked up on all the land that they have, and they just have to replace the older with better and better and new rides if i'm if i if i'm if i got that right right is that pretty much how that yeah. parks works yeah 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 i mean they got that whole area around the lake that's pretty much but, it like yeah else they is, can't though is... from what i tell because that's very close to um the village so if they did they'd have to really really do something about sound that's why they have their splash battle out there because it doesn't it's not a loud ride it's quiet so of course the first thing i went the park opens an hour before the the rides actually start at 9 a.m. Rides started. A lot of parks in Germany seem to do that. And, of course, the first thing I went to was Terran, because why wouldn't you go to Terran? So I got to watch Terran test, just look at the area from one vantage point, and I just couldn't believe the detail. All the bridges, all the buildings, the two roller coasters interacting with each other, the layout, which I couldn't even wrap my, hand, my head around, um until I spent over an hour filming and photographing it. That, 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 at that point, then, I finally figured out the layout. But even riding it 25 times is by far the most I rode any roller coaster in Europe by, by a lot. Um, it was still hard to remember what turn was coming next. It, it's such a complex, confusing layout with everything it dives under, dives through. It, it, it's so good. I think it's better than Maverick. I like it way more than Maverick. Um, and it's it's more than just the coaster. Um, if you put them both in a field, sure, probably Maverick is better. But you know what? I'm sorry. It's just not a field. It's it's an entire experience. The rock work is just over the top. The, the trains are beautiful. The lap bar is so comfortable compared to Skyrush. Um, it's so... They look, the lap bars look so similar, but yet they're so different. And that's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. Um, there's just, if you like the fast parts of Intimidator, you'll love this ride. Because that's what it feels like. It feels like all the fast parts of Intimidator, pretty much. Um, it, it, I can't even wrap my head around how they designed this ride and all the, all the pathways. What came first? Did the pathways come first or did the ride come first? Or did they have to say, hey... Our pathways aren't going to work with this ride and redesign a billion times. I don't know. And then add in another ride that they're adding at the same time and working with two manufacturers that they, I imagine they had to talk, Vekoma and Intamin had to talk to each other at one point. I, I don't know. I, I, spatially, I don't know how they did this ride. It, it, is, it is one of the most impressive construction progress, uh, projects I've ever seen. It is the complexity of that area is just mind-boggling. It is so beautiful, and the beer and the pretzels are so good, and that restaurant I want to try so bad, and uh, 
if you are out of the summer season with the reduced hours, you do get an hour of ERT with, if you stay at the hotels. Big tip there. That's where I got most of my rides. Pretty much all of my rides, all but two, were from that ERT. So definitely look into that. Um, the, the, the sound of the launch, every time you hear it, it's just magical. The, the second one where you travel up the waterfall. And then uh, the nice thing about it is there's not a lot of tall roller coasters at, at, at uh, Fantasialand because they can't build things tall. But when you, when you launch to the top of that that second launch, that's, that hill after the second launch, it's like the only time where you get a really good view of um, the rest of the park, especially Klickheim, and whew, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Uh, River Quest is their Rapids ride, which is right next door. Um, it's a really weird Rapids ride. It's really weird. It's very different. Very different. Uh, theming is beautiful. Not, not much of a story, but it's beautiful. has a vertical lift hill. Has three drops. It's not really about the rapids on this ride. It's just about the drops. Um, you can get soaked. You may get off with very little water. Most likely you're gonna get soaked, but it's worth it. It's a fantastic water ride. Um, top five easily for rapids rides. The drop tower. It's in, inside of a big castle tower, and it's a uh, Intamin launched drop ride. It's pretty much the same vehicles. Kind of a mixture between the uh, Zumanjaro 8 Across and the old school Intamin second gen tower ride restraints and all that stuff. Um, kind of feels like an SNS. Very, very loud ride, considering it's all, I believe it's compressed air. It sounded like it. Um, cool theming. It's not, it's not SNS. I know it's not an SNS, but I'm saying it, it feels like an SNS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's six sides, they're all facing each other. Um, different ride programs. So I rode it twice, and it was a different experience both times. It was fun. Not amazing, but really cool. Uh, one of a kind. Intamin never did another one of those. I kind of see why. Um, oh, man. The Chinese section is amazing. And this park is so confusing, and I love it. Some people complain about how confusing <laughs> it is, but I like it. I think it adds to it. It, it. You can't really just don't even bother with a map. I mean, Maybe. You know what's helpful is the app because it tells you where you are on the map <laughs> yes. in real time. That's what I would suggest. Just uh, even then, it will it will tell you exactly where you are, but that will kind of assist you on how to get to the next place. But spatially, I kept on getting confused of what ride wh what ride is next to what is Cal is 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 Terran next to Black Mamba or is Black Mamba next to Colorado Adventure or is China next? I, spatially, it is so confusing because the pathways are so twisting there is like five different ways to get from one place to another and it leads you to the same place some people hate it i'll it, it's i don't know i it, it, if i when i was trying to get somewhere really fast it got annoying but most of the time i wasn't so i was just like oh whatever um chapas chapas is the best log film ever built that thing is incredible the technology on there i mean it's it's technologically it's not that crazy but it's still <coughs> a lot of fun the, the 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 dance the 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 party on the log flume scene is just so good with the Chapas music. Oh my god, it's so good with the lasers and everything. How good is that scene, Alan? It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> Forwards and backwards, you're racing the mine train up the lift hill most of the time because both lift hills are right next to each other. 
really steep drop incorporated into this amazing Mexico section. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, their Huss Topspin, Floros Topspin, which, okay, I'll, I will say, that thing, to find the entrance of that thing is, it took me, I, I kept on wanting to ride it. It took me towards the end of the day to finally find the entrance. I was like, oh, I finally found it. Okay, I guess I'll ride it now. <laughs> <laughs> you will pass by it probably like four or five different times. You'll pass all the way around the 360 until you realize that the, the entrance to it is on the bottom level towards the, like, back side of it. It's 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 very confusing. Uh, it's very intense topspin. has water, music, fire. Incredible. It scares me that's a Hus topspin and like the ride will outlast the effects <laughs> or the effects will outlast the ride. <laughs> and, man, replacing that would not be an easy task. <laughs> no, not at all. No. Um, what's it called again? Tanakanan or something like that? Um, that Talakan. Yeah, it's a tough one to pronounce. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Um, Black Mamba, the B&M. Inverted coaster. I rode this five times and I still really didn't get the layout. I, I got the first half of it, but then eventually it just it, you're helpless to figure what the hell that thing does. It's lots of figure eights, it's lots of helixes, it's random corkscrews that just pop out of the ground for a second. <laughs> it's incredible, man. The theming on it is great. The station is incredible with pointy bits that would never be allowed in America. <laughs> uh, some kid would end up impaling his I socket on one of those spikes in the station, probably somehow in America. Uh, <laughs> uh, my hotel went through the the lift hill goes through my hotel that I stayed at. My my the view that I had of it was uh, I checked in and I only stayed one night, but I checked in uh, early and then I spent like a half an hour just filming it from my balcony because I could. It was amazing. Um, and then I spent. Afterwards, after the park closed, I just spent like an hour staring at the ride as the sun setted. Um, and that's why I bought one of the most expensive hotel rooms of the, the, the hotel. Because I was like, I want to stare at Mamba and watch the sunset. So, uh, really intense. One of the best B&M inverted coasters. A little rough, but not that bad. Um, just theming is just absolutely ridiculous on it. Everywhere. I mean, it's the whole entire park. It's just... My first day vlog was just pretty much me going, this is incredible. This is amazing. This is unreal. Over and over again. I, I'm probably going to try to edit out like at least 50%, maybe 75% of me just being in awe because <laughs> it'll get really repetitive really quickly. Like I probably am right now, but it's just that good. It's absolutely fantastic. And I love how the ride's just kind of like it goes from one ride area to another and just like effortlessly uh, blends one to another without – most of the times they have huge bar sound barriers, so you, you can kind of see the transition in some places, but in most places you can't. You really can't see another ride from another, um, except for like Chapa's and the Mine Train. Um, the Mine Train, the Vacoma Mine Train. <laughs> this thing's fantastic. Um, Colorado Adventure, um, really, really good Mine Train. Uh, very intense. It's probably one of the more intense Mine Trains out there. Three lift hills. I do have some criticisms on this one. Uh, while the station and the areas that you can see from the ride are really well themed, there are some sections I really hope they go back in some time. You know, I know it's an older ride; it's it's over 20 years old. But I can I don't see them getting rid of this ride anytime soon. No. There's no reason to. It's a fantastic ride. 
but they need to do something to that pitch black section, and they need to do something to that warehouse, inside of a warehouse with nothing inside of it section. Um, it's one of the very few criticisms I have of this entire park. I, I think that's agreeable, right? Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Um, I, they even fit like, these the tiny little Zier, uh drop rides inside the final helix, which I... Uh, those rods are pretty new, so I doubt those were there when you were in, like, when you first went to that park, they probably weren't there. Uh, provide, no. like, a really cool view of that final helix. It's really cool. I love that. Uh, um, yeah. Um, that's pretty much the entire left side of the park. Or is it the right side? Spatially, I still can't figure out things. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go on to the other side of the main street where you enter. By the way, the first thing you see, the, the, oh, another criticism is that the front gate is very underwhelming. <laughs> It's just like it's like hey, it's it's almost like we're gonna disappoint you with this front gate and then boom, we're gonna attack all your senses for the next uh, twelve hours, <laughs> however long the park is open that day. Um, it, yeah, it, it's, uh, it opens up with a carousel on the top level, and you drop you walk down, and there's two kitty rods on each side, and then they have uh, uh they have the the fun house, which is like the nicest fun house you'll ever go through in your entire life i mean it's like the simple things that you see at fairs but so elegant it alan it's it's ridiculous right yeah yeah <laughs> i mean this is it's a like the whole old berlin aspect of this park is yeah. actually pretty darn good like, oh and then you have the 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 way swinger with the water that basically just skims your feet like i was so tall i'm like oh that water is totally gonna hit my feet but like and it really looks like it off and on, Ryan, that you're going to touch the water, but you never do. It's a fantastic effect. You have Moss and Chocolate, same ride system as uh, Toy Story Mania, but Toy Story is not that good compared to this thing. This this ride is fantastic. The the sets that they have between the screens, I, I've only done Midway Mania, I think once, maybe twice, but I don't really remember many scenes between the actual screens. Are there even any? There's some, there's not really sets, it's just kind of like, there's some props and stuff that are laying around, but nothing. Not, it's just to kind of fill in the space, not really yeah, like, yeah. immerse you. Yeah, this immerses you. I don't know how many times you stop, but it's, it has to be like twice as many times that you stop as, uh, at, at Toy Story. Um, yeah. To the point where you're like, my hand is about to fall off with that the pulling motion. So you you're <laughs> you're in a kitchen and these mice are taking over and you have one of those cake filling bags where you decorate takes with and you're shooting icing at them. That that's that's the deal. It's it's ludicrous. It's great. Um amazing theming. Uh it smells delicious in there. It's a really good ride. Um, I did it twice. I very much enjoyed it. Uh, then we get to the other side of the park. Oh, we forgot about the China, the dark ride in China. What do you think of this ride? The it's not ride. very good. I, like... I can, it, it is so slow moving. It is so boring that I, I, okay, this was bad. Like I was like, if I could jump off of this ride right now and walk to the exit faster, I would. I hated it. <laughs> Like, they could take this out in a second. I wouldn't care. Um, I don't even remember what it seemed to. Uh, China things. <laughs> it was, it's kind of, 
I'm trying to think of the way to to put this. It's it's definitely haunted mansion, you know, rip offishness. Much yes. more, much more clearly defined as that. Yeah, you know, because of like the the kind of scenes that uh that it has. It's not good. Um, it's not very good. No. It's not. What is it called? I'm trying to find it. Hmm. Is it even on their website? <laughs> I don't even see it on their ride list. What the heck? Um, Maybe... something like Pagoda. Something um... like... Maybe it's in Family and Kids. <laughs> They're really hiding it. As another ride that's not Oh, it's Geister on... Rickshaw. Yeah, that's about it. So, um, yeah, I can't find it on the website. Um, uh, what also you won't find on the website, but I enjoyed this because it was so bad, is Hollywood Tour. <laughs> it, is the pl- it, is, it is truly impressively bad. It is Germany's Jungle Boat Ride. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's to the point where it has that charm of being so bad that I'm okay that it's there. Um, it doesn't belong in the park whatsoever. Like, I don't know when it ever even belonged. Why do they even ever build it? Like, how do... Why? <laughs> I, I, I got interested and in, looked into what rides were there. There's all log flume. There's a monorail. There's all these type of different things that used to be at this park that replaced, you know, Taran replaced and, and Choppa's replaced and all that stuff. I'm like, uh, even then, I don't understand how this ever fit into the theme of the park. I don't get it. Um, yeah, just... Check out a video. I mean, videos don't do it justice. It's so bad. Like the 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 King Kong figure, <laughs> they're just so bad. Um, it's not very long. It's not very short. So it's it's cool, and you'll never have to wait for it. Um, the the kids area leading up to the indoor area is absolutely fantastically themed. Um, I mean, it, it's just amazing. These simple rides that you that are just like carnival rides you don't even think that anymore it's so amazing uh the detail of some of these things um there's like a little stand that's like it couldn't be more than five feet by five feet that sells ice cream and it's themed into the land that it barely even looks like it's there it just blends in um then you have windows in the whole indoor area of windows with the stand-up parachute tower in the middle of the room and Wynn just does some really cool things that I somehow have really never um, been spoiled on. So skip ahead another two minutes if you don't want to be spoiled on the special things of Winjas. Winjas, first of all, the lift hill. As you're going up the lift hill, it's got a vertical elevator lift hill. It's elevator lift hill. And as you're going up, the track tilts, kind of like Harry Potter and the Forbidden and Escape from Green Gods. So by the time you, but by the time you get to the top. You're tilted at probably 30 to 40 degrees. Fantastic effect. Like, that's incredible. Why haven't... Why? Why has no one else done that? Alan, <laughs> I'm mad. Why? Like... I don't know. It, it was built in 2002. Why the... Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> Most of the time, both cars are going to interact with each other, either race or duel or whatever. Um, if I remember correctly, I liked Fear more because it... It's more intense um, than force. Um, does a over it does the 90 degree bank turn and just does more interesting things. Um, so one is a little bit less intense than the other. Um, then towards the end of the ride, it has the tilting section. Um, one does one does. Oh my God, that mini tower is built by Vacoma. 
What? That parachute tower is built by Vacoma. I would never have thought Vacoma built that. Sorry, RCDB got me a little distracted there. Um, yeah, it, it, one of them, it just does like a teeter-totter. So you go up, and then it just tilts you over the, the, the front of it, and you tilt down. The other one kind of tilts you to the side and uh, down as well. Uh, it's just really weird. And then on the brake runs, uh, as you're coming back into the station, the track literally just bounces um, to the point where it has an anti-rollback just in case the car doesn't it gets it loses all momentum and bounces backwards off the track. It has an anti-rollback on it. it. It's the weirdest effect. The first time I did it, I was like, what the fuck just happened? And then the more and more I rode, I'm like, the, the track literally bounces. It It's so good. And that whole area is so much fun. It's so beautiful in there. The theming is, it's just to another level. I don't understand it. It's just to another level. It's incredible. Um, and then, of course, they have the new land coming with the flying coaster, the launch Vacoma flying coaster. Tell you what, I, as soon as that thing opens, I'm putting, like, alerts on for, for Clone because I want to go out there just for a weekend to ride fly and go back to this park. It's that incredible. And it's I don't even care about getting on a 10 hour, 10 to 12 hour flight just to go back to Fantasialand. It's that good. It's that good of a park. And uh, the only thing I missed out on, which was only one of four credits I missed on the entire park, was Crazy Bats, the, the, the Temple of Nighthawk. Um, it was open part of the first day, and uh, I was just like, okay, I guess I'll save it tomorrow. And then it never opened the next day. So that's unfortunate. Um, I hear the VR is really good, so that's, that made it even worse. Um, if it had just been Temple of Nighthawk, I, I'm probably not missing much from what I hear. Um, I hear it's very long and boring. So <laughs> This is all factually true. This is factually true. All right, so uh, the big one. Um, Europa Park, right? Yep. Um, Europa Park. Uh, uh, let me describe Europa Park. It's like Busch Gardens Williamsburg on steroids, pretty much, in every way. Um, it, it puts Busch Gardens Williamsburg to shame, and that's a great park. That's an amazing park. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, there, what, there's like 15 different areas of the park, something like that? It's a ludicrous amounts of areas. And some of them are very small, like Luxembourg. Um, some are bigger than others, like Germany, obviously. Well, surprise there, the park's in Germany. Um, but... The theming uh, throughout the entire park is so much detail. And there's a lot of stuff that people never talk about. There's a lot of stuff that people never talk about. Like all those small, like, I call them, like, micro-dark rides. Um, like the sleigh ride or the the, the 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 gruesome, you know, terror dark ride. Do um, you want to speak a little bit more about the dark rides and the names? Because I suck at remembering these names. It is now. Remember, it's been a while since I've been to Europa Park. Oh, son of a bitch! You're right. Like it has um, been, it has been a hot minute, and then some. When was the last time you were there? Oh two. Oh crap! I thought you'd been there more recently than that. No, 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 no. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay. Um. By the way, that dark ride—they just opened a new dark ride. I thought the new dark ride theme to Rolanica was at Rolanica. No, it's at Europa Park. If I'm correct, right? The one that just. Just just opened, like, this just past opened. weekend. Yes. I'm still confused if it's at Europa or if it's at Rulanica. Because Rulanica's not open yet. So I imagine it's at Europa as a way to advertise Rulanica, which is pretty damn creative, isn't it? It is. This is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this this park has... So 
one thing about this park is that there is a lot of like Disney-esque stuff going on. Yeah, because so Ghostcaster, uh, that's the, the American name of it, the English name of Gleistenschloss is the German name. And it was amazing. It's gruesome. They had like three of these really short dark rides that were like literally no more than like maybe three minutes long, if that. And they were fantastic. You're like in and off, in and on on them, like in because they had no lines. I was in and out on them in like less than five minutes. Great, great. Um, a lot of people tell you the coasters aren't. There's nothing really that. There's no top tens here. Yeah, but that's, that's they're not right. really any bad rides either. Everything's fantastic. Um, even their young star, the Pegasus, is a fun, you know, family kitty coaster. Um, so let's go through them, I guess. Wudan, GCI, one of the taller GCIs. I think it's the tallest in Europe. Might be the tallest in Europe and North America. I know it doesn't beat some of the Chinese ones. Um, oh, fantastic wood coaster. Um, not my favorite wood coaster of the trip. Not my favorite GCI of the trip, but it's dang up there with... Uh, I mean, all the GCIs here are pretty dang good, the five that I did in Europe. Um, the, the, Q, the Q line. Oh, my God. I mean, it is so long that there's a bathroom halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> and underneath the station and the transfer buildings, there's fully themed out scenes and, uh, you know, projection effects. And it's, it's absolutely fantastic how well they themed a wood coaster. It's, it's great. Um, it doesn't really extend um, past the, the ride. A lot of the rides on Europa Park, unfortunately, don't. Uh, extend past the lift hill uh where fantasia land it's pretty much you're pretty much exposed to theming throughout the entire experience um but yeah wudan's great i mean as most people said that you know i think it was running steel wheels steel wheels that day so that second half is really really good it speeds through things lots of great directional changes lots of tunnels interacting with blue fire and and atlantica super splash that's oh, fantastic the music is incredible it's it again the music in uh in europe parks is something i just i wish that would become a trend to have custom tracks made for your rides here i just see never see it really happening but it, it really does enhance the ride and your emotions like it really either pumps you up or scares you more or it whatever it does it it, it builds the anticipation and then afterwards that music just becomes such a state it just it it burns it into your head of of you hear that music and all you can think about is how amazing these rides that you experienced were and you know I, i've just spent while editing i put loops of these musics from amascore on on the on the, the the tv and just while i'm editing listen to a loop of one song over and over again for an hour and i know they're so good let's talk about Euromir, the 11 hunter coaster um for me you've been on this this is I have. This ride is just so freaking good. It's so much fun going up that lift hill uh, with all the surprises inside with the astronauts or the cosmonauts seem to, you know, the Russian space program. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's really intense. It's a little rough. It's getting up there in age. You only rode it when it was like, what, four years old, but now it's much older than that. Um, it doesn't free spin. Um, it spins at the same times every time. Um, sometimes it doesn't spin at all because I guess it malfunctions. So sometimes I've gotten rides where like half the cars spun over over the one hill and half didn't. <laughs> um, 
I thought at first, oh, cool, they're like randomizing the, uh, the, the programming of the ride to make it feel like it's different. Then I realized um, Matterhorn Mock Wild Mouse Coaster. Everything's mock. I don't really need to add that except for the Silver Star and the GCI. Everything else is mock because, you know, if you don't know, this park is built by mock. They own the park. Yeah, it is. There is literally their park. And they're just it's, involved it's just with, in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're just involved with the park as they are with their manufacturing company. If, if I mean, I don't know how Michael Mock, I, I don't know. I, man, that guy's got a busy schedule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, run a major manufacturing engineering firm and a, a the, one of Europe's biggest theme park. Damn, hats off to that guy. And the entire mock family. It's it's a it's a family business, and it feels like that too. It doesn't feel like a corporate park. It feels more of a family park that's just really, really, really freaking big. Um, as I said, Matterhorn Blitz. It's a standard Mac Wild Mouse. Uh, pretty much the same layout as King's Dominion's Ricochet or Apple's Apple, but um, it it places a lift hill with a vertical elevator lift uh, with really cool music um, that. I recently listened to it. I was like, wow, this music is really good. But when uh, I was very sick throughout the first day, it got a little bit better the second day, but I was sick throughout most of Euro- Europa Park's visit, unfortunately. And uh, I was like the height of my sickness, and these two, these three Germans were like whistling and slapping their legs to the music of this, this mild mouse for 45 minutes. If I had been happy, Alex, I would have joined in on them. But at that point, I wanted to murder them. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool music. I love it. You know, Swiss music, um, traditional. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's, it, I mean, theming in the queue line, everything. Only thing about this park is they're even with their newer rides like uh, Blue Fire, like their animatronics kind of look like they remind me of. <laughs> Remind me of like Fire in the Hole and Blazing Fury. Well, maybe a little bit of a step up, but not that much. Uh, that, that, that's the only disappointing thing about this. They need to hire some. some I, I don't know what they're going for there, or that's they're just been doing it in house forever. But I feel like they should take it up a, a notch for their their animatronic figures because they're they got that look to them of you know old and not yeah. very high tech looking <laughs> and slightly deformed. Um, Eurosat, technically the newest coaster, this replaced uh, the same ride, same name, same track layout, but they added a few things. They added a separate station for VR. That's the way you do VR. That is fantastic. And I decided, you know what, it'd be really interesting to do VR the first time. So I did. And I got to skip the line, which was uh, uh, rather long. Um, didn't realize that there was a single rider line until later on. But there is, and that will save you a lot of time. I usually I wrote it like five, four or five times in a row in like an hour using single ride line. Pro tip there. It doesn't really worry, matter where you ride on that because I kept on getting stuck in row three for whatever when using the the single rider line like every single time. Uh, VR experience is very different. You actually put the headset on before you even step in the train, and it uses tracking of other people's headsets to see where so they can. Like little balls that are, they're little, little balls like you see in Hollywood attached to the headsets. So it picks up the other people and then uh, you literally just walk to the the train and it's all virtually displayed in your headset. And other people are displayed in the headset so you don't crash into them. And the train is one-to-one motion. So I just sat down. It was a little unnerving, but I just sat down and it was fine. 
the handrail was right where it was supposed to be. It was incredible. And, you know, it was the first time I rode the coaster. I didn't ride it beforehand, so I didn't know how to step into them. It was it was very impressive. Um, the theme was cool, I guess. I can't remember actually what I saw. <laughs> it was very good. When I remember, whatever I saw, I liked it. So uh, it's five euros. I think it's uh, it just really, it really shows how well VR could be done. It's pretty much the same thing Six Flags was using. Um, I think it's the same exact system. I'm probably updated phones, um, whatever the latest Galaxy phone is, basically. Uh, and it also has sound, uh, which helps a lot to the uh, the, uh, the immersion of the, the thing. That's the one bummer of the, all the Six Flags VR, no sound. That's stupid. Um, uh, as far as the regular coaster goes without the VR, it's CanCan. You, you, you extend the lift hill circally, just like Eurosat or Euro uh, Mirror, and there's a little Eiffel Tower in the center of the lift hill, and then the can-can music starts, and everyone's clapping to it and everything. Everyone's having a great time. Lots of blacklight cutouts, kind of like uh, Rock and Roller Coaster or Mummy. Um, at one point, you pass over a bunch of dancing ladies' legs, just pretty much just a leg. <laughs> <laughs> It's fantastic. It is a really fun ride. It ended up, it was one of the rides I was like, oh, that should, that should be fun. It ended up being one of my favorite rides. Um, the Bob-On, the Swiss bobsled. Um, probably my least favorite bobsled as far as the layout goes, but the theming. <coughs> Sorry, dog's the going dog crazy. opinions. Yep. Yeah, or, or he's, she's not like the beeping car outside. Alarm's going off. Anyways, uh, the, the, the Swiss village that they built in and around that bobsled, that's my favorite section of the park. I absolutely love that. That was amazing. I, I want to go back with Ariel and have fondue in the middle of bobsled because um, there's a little fondue shop. Um, but like doing fondue alone would be like literally the lamest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> um I, just the fact that there's like seating areas that uh, are on top of all the shops along the main little street of the Swiss village that then look down into the bobsled helix. Like you couldn't, ha- and there's like no glass or anything. You couldn't have that in America. Someone would throw something down on the train in five seconds in a- because we're assholes apparently. And we can't have nice things. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't a bad bobsled. It was just kind of boring. It wasn't that, uh, good income to the other ones. Um, or maybe not. Maybe past Park Asterix I didn't like as much. Probably not. Park Asterix just never got going. Um, the Powered Coaster um, was really cool. Had some cool theming that you could uh, then, you could actually, uh, had theming inside of a mountain. And you could actually, uh, once you got off the ride, you could actually walk into that building. And it had a pathway that pretty much went around the theming inside of the mountain, which is really cool that you can get a sample of it on the ride and then you can go and actually like enjoy it, which is really cool. They also have VR here. Um, and, uh, you know, instead of uh, you, you, you skip the line, you pay like, I think it's like one or two euros. It's even cheaper. So if it has a long line, it's like an easy fast pass and you get to do some really cool VR. It didn't work the first time, so they let me go again. Um, it might have been my fault, but whatever um i did like a uh, you were going down like a sledding hill basically it was really cool it was a really good one and it had sound as well um as far as a mock powered coaster goes it was okay it was kind of middle of the road um and it was really cool uh, instead of having a, a stupid cart or something to bring back the the um headsets to one side of the train to the other like six flags would do or something like that or have a, a lady that had to carry like 20 headsets around her arm they built a conveyor belt 
that goes underneath the station and then back up the other side of the station to where they distribute the headsets. <laughs> that is so mock, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's so Germany, too. It's so German. They'd be like, let's be efficient. How do we do this efficiently? Build a conveyor belt. Yes. Um, Silver Star, the B&M Hyper. This thing gets a bad rap. This is an excellent hyper. Um, it is kind of a parking lot coaster, so that kind of is annoying. Uh, but I, I don't really care. It's it's way better than most Six Flags parking lots because uh, uh, they like actually make their parking lots look pretty nice in Europe. Uh, usually like tree lined or grass lined or whatever. It's it's nice. Uh, really good airtime. It's a really tall one. It's like 200 and like 235 feet or 240 something feet. It's it's big. Um, uh, it, it reminds me, it, 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 honestly, uh, I got off of this like, it's like Nitro, but a little bit better. Um, it has an amazing S-curve at the end into the brake run that's very powerful. I love that. Um, but, it, it, you know, it's just the B&M hypercoaster, I guess. I mean, just the B&M, God forbid. Um, Poseidon, their mock water coaster, this is the first one they ever built. Really fun. Had some really cool coaster sections. Um, theming of the, the station and the queue line were really good. Um, the only thing I just, it, it felt, I really wish they had some show scenes after the lift hill, especially between the two lift hills. Like, I would love if they were to enclose that and, like, put a show scene. I think I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking of Journey of Atlantis and thinking, man, I wish it had some better theming like Journey of Atlantis. But the coaster section is way better than Journey. If we could get a mixture of the two, that would be fantastic. Um, Pegasus is a fantastically themed family coaster. Blue Fire, the mock mega coaster looper. Um, it's fun. Um, you've been on clones of it. Yeah, um, I went on Velociraptor. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have to say Blue Fire is, to my knowledge, the first roller. Yeah, and uh, they're like, like welding and cutting the show scene beforehand. I had no idea that it, none. I was like, what the heck is this? I thought this ride had like no <laughs> theming. It was fantastic. Um, I, okay, the only really thing I don't get is that first hill. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's pointless. What is that thing? It's just like the slowly banked hill. I don't get it. Like that's the only thing that's bad. The, the loops are great. The uh, Heartline rolls are really snappy. Uh, the, the near misses with the rock work. That's what you haven't experienced, Alan. The rock work near misses are really freaky. Oh, and, and if you hold on to the uh, handlebars, your heart rate is calculated on a little screen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's weird. Cool, I guess. Oh, then there's Arthur, the powered Mac inverted coaster. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I don't know what was going on, but it was amazing to look at it. And that indoor area was also fantastic. It was beautiful in there. Uh, yeah, it was good. It, it it just blows away. I, when everyone says that Disney is the golden standard for themed rides, it, it's just not. These parks in Europe are. I'm sorry, but they are. Uh, there's so many better rides. There's so many rides at Disney that don't even come close to Arthur. Don't even come close to Arthur with the amount of theming and the experience. And, and also the thrills. Um. I mean, I guess you kind of trade that with the fact that a lot of the stuff in Magic Kingdom can be run by, can be rode by literally a one-day-old infant. So there's that. But um, 
Arthur is great. It, it, it basically sh- the, the whole theme of it is you're shrunken down to small size and then everything is oversized. So I think Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but way better than anything Disney ever did with that film. Um, so, yeah. And then there's there's just so many different areas of the park. They're fantastic. They have a fairy tale forest type area. That's that's fantastic. Uh, they have so many different transportation rides. Oh, my God. I love my transportation rides. I thought I could never get tired of them. I started to get tired of them. But the amazing thing is, <laughs> the amazing thing is, if you ride the monorail of the train and you miss a train, don't worry. There'll be another train literally like a minute later, and it will continuously happen all day long. I sat and ate my fish and chips, fish and chips place, great fish and chips, but highly recommend them. Um, and in the time it took me to eat my fish and chips, I saw three trains go by the station right next to it. And I wasn't really eating them fast, but I wasn't even slow. It was just like, Jesus. And it's the same thing with the monorail. Uh, it's incredible. And they have two monorails. They have a train. They have boat rides. They have a, a, a pedal monorail that's kind of not a pedal, pedal monorail. The, the multiple dark rides. So many different themed sections. Oh, and then they have the uh, bumper cars that are themed to soccer shoes. And there's a giant soccer ball that you uh you got to hit around and try to score goals and and, and, and literally the light goes off if you score a goal I, I, genius genius perfect um that's Europa Park it's fantastic it's not overhyped um but I, I I don't think it's underhyped though I'll say that much I think it's about where the hype is the hype it matches the hype whereas Fantasialand and Efteling are underhyped and they get a lot of hype. I think that's about it for the that's major pretty, parks we're talking yep. about. Yeah. Uh, fairs. Oh, got to talk about the fairs. Um, I went to three fairs in France, um, two in Belgium. Both I missed credits. Both the customer count was wrong with the credits, but they were the um, – because it's a fairs in uh, – I'm sorry. I'm jumping on. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Um, the first fair was right – it was in the middle of Paris. And it was the first year fair I went to. And it just immediately already said, that was the one where I saw people riding the, the bumper cars with their asses, basically. <laughs> As you called it. You're like, what are they doing, riding it with their asses? <laughs> uh, and the pirate ship with the cages on each end, which I regret never doing. Um, that was just such a cool uh, fair. It was like right down the street from the Louvre. <laughs> that was incredible to do. Um despite the fact that I ended up running into that same exact wacky worm at another fair a month later. So I never had to go to that fair, but the experience alone. So, and it wasn't out of the way. So it was fantastic. And it introduced me to how wonderfully clean, secure, and reasonably priced parking lots, parking garages are in Europe. Oh my God. It's, it's fantastic. Um, you know, they, most of them have a, huge steel gate to get into it that's activated when you start to drive towards it uh the doors are you, you need your parking ticket to back get back into the facility uh no urine smell which is like most garages in america um yeah that's fantastic little side note there uh then i went to a fair uh, a little bit north a little bit west of the city uh this is when i run into my first talaga those Tagata. 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 Yeah. Um, I wrote three of these. And, uh, well, 
I, the intensity level did not build. It went in reverse order. This one was the most crazy one I did on of the three. It, I got off of it, and I, I said, that was the most extreme, dangerous ride I've ever done in my entire life. I will never do that again. Then I saw another one, and I was like, I can't stop myself. This is something that lawyers would literally go ahead, and they would just commit suicide if someone tried to put one of these up in their face. Like, I can't handle the idea of this. I just need to kill myself. <laughs> or or they, they would be like, or, or the exact opposite, they're like, Mm, payday for days and days. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, the the operator, <laughs> to say the least, man. He had, people were going falling all over the place, sliding from one side to another because they got thrown off the seats, and he just kept going. He didn't give a crap. It was great. <laughs> it, it was so bad. And then it had that swing ride where you push your partner. It's they they, they specifically tell you to do what every single American park will ban you from your park forever if you ever thought about doing what they do, that you literally push your partner out as fast and hard as you can so they can try to catch a sock on a pole that is just out of reach. Yeah, they're called uh, like Kelsentrinos or something like that. I can't remember the specific name for what they call those. Yeah, I, it made me so sad. I was like, you're like, do it. I'm like, and then I was, I was about to do it. I'm like, wait, I don't have a partner. This would be pointless. <laughs> You just like grab somebody's other thing and just start using that. Yeah, to, like, I guess so. Off of... Yeah, no, I mean, if you watch the videos of these, they're things, stupid. <laughs> I mean, people are leaning way over the bar at like a seventy degree angle. You know, like you said, like these are the things you'd be banned in America, and here they're encouraging you to do. It's crazy because if you grab the thing, then you get a free ride. Yeah, is that all you get? No, 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 no. They had a prize desk here. Oh, there's on a this prize. One. Yes, yeah, oh, just like your man. arcade where you like trade your tickets in. They had one of those in the middle of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> I love your. So you can win a stuffed animal or something. Um, so good. Uh, what a note of here. They had a Scorchkov, um, Jetstar. So that's awesome. Um, themed to Olympics, but just Olympic rings. Um, which I'm surprised the Olympic the Olympic community d don't go over them just that because they're very protected of that logo. <laughs> Like, very protective of it. Um, but uh, beautifully restored. It looks perfect shape. It was a really fun to ride a Scorch, my first Scorched off in Europe on, in a fair. It was fantastic. Uh, they had a kitty coaster that was absolutely insane. With like, a really steep drop. I don't know who manufactured it. It was themed to dragons, but uh, it put every dragon wagon to shame. It was a lot of fun. Um, they had, like, portable go-karts. I didn't even know that was a thing. They had portable go-kart tracks. Uh, just the fact that there were no railings anywhere, people just jump on the go-karts and jump on the bumper cars and jump on the swing ride. As soon as it stops, people are like, okay, it's safe to go now. We're not going to go and run and get our heads kicked off or, or get run over. We're, we're safe. We're cool. Um, then they had this this awful knockoff Pinfari owned by some Belgium showman. Um it, uh, the cars were themed to Jeeps. Uh, there's more duct tape on the harnesses that I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, I hadn't seen it run before I rode it. And I, we hit the each, every time I hit the bottom of the drops, it just felt, it felt like you were, it felt like a car crash pretty much. I got off of it and then I saw how much the track flexed when you went into the valleys. And I'm like, oh, th th there's your problem. <laughs> I can literally see the track moving like a foot. <laughs> 
I was like, wow. And it just had janking transitions and turns. It, I, I have a POV, Alan. You'll you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> it, it, it it's got to be some you know um, Eastern European manufactured knockoff. <laughs> um, and then and then I saw a kid at like 1 a.m. man operating a little kitty ride as their parents I guess went to their bathroom. Um, that that wouldn't work too well in America. Just no. the, 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 when I say a kid, I mean like a eight year old, and he, he she was like literally she was like barking to get people to ride and everything. <laughs> uh, as I said, I saw two more fairs in Belgium. Each of them were in like just in the middle of small little towns, like in the middle of their little square, like just a few little rides. Um, that unfortunately, they didn't have the wacky rooms that I was promised by Coaster Count, but it was still cool to see how they just shove these tiny little fairs in these tiny little villages. It's pretty remarkable. And then the uh, city that um, Efteling is near also had a um, fair in the middle of the town. And uh, Was this the Tilburg? The show? No, there's the Tilburg Fair, which is a fair in Tilburg. Hold on. Is... I have them all listed. But Actually, Tilburg, I think, is early. Never mind. I forget Ignore which that. one it is. I'm sorry. I don't have this one listed because I, I was there for about – Five minutes because I just spent two days at Efteling and I was exhausted. Um, had a spinning wild mouse and it was fantastic. Um, was supposed to have two credits, but nope. Um, now we get into the good fairs, German and the Luxembourg fair. Uh, the first fair was Hamburg, in Germany, and uh, uh, they, they had a beautifully restored Schwarzkopf Wildcat with LED headlights and lighting, and the track was all lit up LEDs. Uh, same model that Cedar Point used to have, so um, pretty much the same experience. But to see it in its native, you know, its native land and it's it's where it's supposed to be in a fair, it was something special, something very special. And that fair was fantastic. It was the last day of it, so it wasn't very crowded. Seeing it was a Sunday, uh, had so many cool dark rides. It had this one dark ride that it had a vertical lift, you know, had a, a elevator lift hill. It had uh, shooting guns. It had coaster track. It, and uh, also, they were also literally starting to take it down as I was riding. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like three or four stories tall, and the guy was on the top of it starting to take take down some of the black tarps. <laughs> no harnesses, no nothing. <laughs> now, th that just seems a little stupid. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, they got to go. They got things to do. And then they also had a dark ride that I will count as a coaster because it got me airtime in the back seat. And I'm sorry, if you get airtime on a, on a dark ride, I, I, I can count that without feeling too dirty. Maybe a little dirty. But uh, this was, once I log in, you probably know about all these dark rides. And you're like, oh, my God, it's amazing, right? Some of them I know about. Some of them I don't. Do you know the Just one depends. I'm talking about with the four-story... Uh, building and all that stuff. Um, I want to look up the, but really quickly. Give me one second. Do you have any amazing fair stories to, t to uh, share from Europe? Just um, that stands out. I mean, I told you to go to Sherberfour, so and you went there, so we'll get to that in a minute, I suppose. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing jumps out at me in recent memory. Um, you know, it's been a year since I was there, and I haven't. You know, uh, done any additional fairs? I did the fair in Lille, France, which I don't think you missed trip. No, it was park. being built. Being put uh, up. You went I to the park, there. and I mean that fair was not particularly good. Uh, there's a there. I mean, 
I mean, it had some credits, so that was cool, but yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was called... (laughs) Drumroll, please. Drumroll, please. Oh, God. Um, All right, I'm there, finally. This is the Hummelfest, or the Summelfest. It kind of went by two names. Wasn't sure. Tiles. There we go, finally. Sorry, had to pull up my OneDrive. Okay, uh, the dark ride that I am referring to... I don't think I... Uh, well, the 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 one, the one I was referring to first with the three stories and all that is called Geister. Um, Geister. Geister, yes. Uh, uh, had like a whole like zombie theme to it and all that with screens and all that. It, it basically had like the same technology as um um. No, it was just a shooting dark ride. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it had like screens to show your progress and everything on the cards themselves, which quite incredible for a portable dark ride. Um, yeah, the the dark ride that I counted as a coaster is called um, um, Spunk. <laughs> there we go. All right. S P U N K. Yeah, it, it it has like the 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 normal it had like a, a twisty uh, spiral lift hill, but then it had a really steep first drop that gave me ejector airtime in the back seat. So I was like, uh, well, that's... Geister Fabric is the is the first thing that that's the one you're talking about, right? Yes, yes, yes. So that's uh, new for this past this past summer. So when I showed a picture to Jeff, he flipped out. He's like, "You got to ride that! I am so jealous." <laughs> I thought it was just okay. Uh, I thought the technology behind a portable dark ride is pretty freaking incredible. But um, uh, and uh, again, I think some of the stuff was already starting to be. Some of the animatronics were already like covered up with a tarp and everything. <laughs> so they they were really starting to get going. <laughs> so, but it, it was it was really cool. Um. As you mentioned, I went to Nuremberg Fair um, in Nuremberg and uh, rode the uh, Wild Mouse XXL, um, which, if you don't know, they took a normal Wild Mouse and they built a bigger lift hill and put two humongous drops. Oh, and they have like a funhouse section before it, before you even get to the station. Um Really fun. Uh, really, it makes every other wild mouse now seem just not as good. Just not as good. Um, yeah, that, that's the fair where I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> because they have liter beers for uh, like like seven or eight euros, um, and the you know the the huge mugs, the huge glass mugs. Oh yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, it was a fun fair. There there wasn't I I didn't do much other than that. They had another kitty coaster there. Like a wacky worm, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't think I did anything else there. Um, I did some crazy flat ride. I forget what it was though. Um, yeah, that, that's it. We're there. Um, what ended up being my favorite fair was the Luxembourg City Fair, um, mainly because of what was there. Um, you had the Skorshkov. Alpina Blonde. This is uh, the non-looping Skorshkov. It's about the same size of um, Olympic looping, right? I mean, similar size. Uh, I don't think it, it's not the same size, but it's. I think it's very similar to the one that's at um, Bronalund, is my recollection. I could be wrong on that. It's um, huge. Regardless, it's huge. For a portable coaster, it's enormous. Yeah. It's enormous. And for a coaster that is what, 40 years old... Smooth as butter. It's fantastic. Um, it has some weird lateral jolts, but I, I think that just adds to the experience. 
really intense, so smooth, and just being in the middle of the city. I, I, I got an Airbnb within walking distance, and it was so good. And then right next to it was a right next to it was a Bayern Curve. So I was able to take a picture of the Bayern Curve with Alpine Bond just behind it. And the lady operating this Bayern Curve was like the best operator ever. Like halfway through it, she like slowed it down to like a crawling pace. I'm like, oh, okay, it's done. That was a really good ride. No, no, no. She turned it up to like 15, like so much faster than Kennywood. It was just ridiculous. I thought I was going to be whipped out of the car. It was so fast. It was with all the lights and the music and the atmosphere and the beer and everything. It was just fantastic. Um, there were only two credits there at the fair in Luxembourg City. There was also a, uh, uh, God, it was called Transformer. And um, I know that, I know that, um, Galaxyland, uh, and Edmonton has one of these now. Um, it, it's supported by two uh, by two arms. It lifts up, and then in the center of the the bridge support between the two arms is like a frisbee type car that starts to spin, and then it rotates 180 degrees upside down, and then you stay upside down and just spin, and you're being forced to the back of your seat. The the blood is rushing to your head. It was probably one of the most intense flat rides I've ever done. It, I got off and I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need to ride that anytime again. <laughs> it was good, but it was, my God, it was intense. Uh, so not, not the Top Star not the top star Tour, but it was like a... It was called Transformer. Ride. Yeah, because there's, there's one named Transformer that's a Top Star Tour. And then there's also like the Top Fun Baseball. What is it called? Spinball, maybe. Okay. Um, which is kind of like, it's, it, it looks like, like a Frisbee. Like exactly like a frisbee's like base, you know, with like a floor to it. Like, did this have a floor or did it have no floor? No, you hung. You hung. Okay, then it was the you know, it was the top star tour then. Like a trance, like a KMG or. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's Soriani and Moser actually make. Um, okay, that doesn't surprise me. It, it's probably like it's in my top three like rides. It, like I love that ride. It's ridiculous. They also have something very close to uh, Airwolf or uh, Soaring Timbers that. The now Soaring Timbers at uh, Canada's Wonderland, except it has hanging seating, inverted seating. So pretty much the same thing, but hanging seating. And they run it very intense. And halfway through it, they, they lowered it all the way down. And then the guy came over. And I, I guess for the intense part, they want to make sure you're super in there tight. I have never been pinned into a seat so tightly in my entire life. I could not move anything. Like, I could barely breathe. It was so tight. He's like... Oh, no, 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 tighter, tighter. <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> but uh, it, it was just like a more refined, more intense version of Kenneth's Wonder. Uh, and this is also the fair where there was a two-story glass-enclosed nightclub, portable nightclub in the middle of the fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I had so much German sausage at ours. They had like they had like portable restaurants at, at the Sherman. Oh, Shore, my God. How did I not talk about the restaurants and the food? The food. Okay, just... The, so now that we've really pretty much talked about all the fairs, um, the French fairs, they felt they were closer to American fairs. Um, yeah. But with more relaxed, you know, like, you know, you don't just do stupid things. You don't need to worry about putting a, a uh, fence on front of every stupid little thing, including kitty rods that go like two miles per hour. Unless you really want to hurt yourself, you, you, you know, you'll be fine. But 
uh, as far as you, when you get into the German fairs and the Luxembourg fairs, the the beer is just flowing, <laughs> and it's everywhere, and it's fantastic, and it's cheap. And uh, I, the, the, my last tal- Talaga, Tagada, uh, um, yeah, the guys right behind me were so drunk, and then they like they literally sat down next to me, and I just was like, nope, I got up and went across the thing. I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with these. But then they ended up falling across the floor and ending up right next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just the atmosphere is so much different. Um, It's so more of a, it's so much more of a showmanship. Like, um, and the food is so much more high quality. Um, I, I don't really feel like I really ran into a lot of crazy flat rides like I've heard about. I feel like, you got to go to Oktoberfest to see that crazy stuff a little bit more. So I mean, there was some crazy stuff, but there wasn't, I didn't ride a lot because there wasn't a lot that was like, yeah, I'm sure this runs a little bit faster. I mean, I rode a broke dance at one point and it was amazing. But once I rode one, I was just like, I don't need to do another one. Uh, it was amazing, but I don't need to do another Um But the food is just like with the restaurants that are like, they're huge. Like and the beer halls are huge. And the restaurants, like, they they see hundreds and hundreds of people, and oh my God, some of the food that you get there, the pretzels, the I, I just went crazy with all types of different German sausages. Oh my God, oh my God, I just want to go back for that, like uh, currywursts. Oh my God, so good. The beer, German beer. Uh, since I've gotten back from here, like all I can drink is German. <laughs> <laughs> I drink I drink any American beer. I'm just like. Ugh. No, <laughs> this is not how you do it. <laughs> the Germans know, the Germans know how to party. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Ariel wanted to go up to the Bloomsburg Fair, and I was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll be fine to go like next year, but I, I need to distance myself time-wise from any other. They're, you know, they're just different. Like, there's no agriculture or animal exhibits. At least for the fairs I went to, I don't think that's they, a thing. there aren't any. No, no, it's a no. it's a whole different like the whole the whole background the whole aspect of it. Is... <laughs> um, and I, I feel like the value of the ride costs are a lot better too. I feel like some of the American prices are very very high for no good reason. Um, if they can if they can transport a polar roller coaster bigger than. You know, ninety-five percent of the roller coasters in the world, and still make a profit. Then, you know, why can't they do it here? I well, you know what? I think that those days are not—they're not, not going to last forever. No, probably you not. You know, like but still, Eurostar has been off the road for a long time. Thriller got sold. Looping bonds off. Nobody's building forty trailer coasters. That's why, like, when I saw like meet up with Laser and Alpana Bond, you know, because who knows? Exactly. But they look so don't. beautiful with the modern LEDs and everything. They just so I'm just looking at my pictures of Alpina Bond, which granted aren't that great, but because they're all cell phone. Oh man, it's so impressive to see Alpina Bond just in the middle of Luxembourg City. It's incredible, incredible. Imagine if, like Central Park ever had a fair like this. People wouldn't know what to do. They'd lose their minds. Yeah, that's about right. It's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, every once in a while they actually talk about doing stuff like this, like putting one into that they were talking about having one for a little bit at uh, Belle Isle. But nothing ever really happened with it. Um, I'd love to see it happen, especially in, you know, a variety of, of American cities. 
And, or to even have like a, a summer fun fair type thing. The rides are there for a couple of months. Oh, and the portable Ferris wheel they had at Luxembourg City. That God, that thing is huge. You know the ones with the uh, has the like uh, candy cane, green candy cane supports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote it. I, yeah, I think that, that was their. That was their. I mean, they they switched out a lot of rides between when I was there in 2018. But I mean, that's okay. that's fairly typical because did they have a fun when you no, went? No, they didn't. No, oh. they had a. There was a Marsone spinning coaster. Uh, also, the ring runner. Yeah, that was about. there. That was there. Um, was was it not running either? No, I got it. Oh, okay. I just didn't really feel the need to talk about it. <laughs> well, Ring Runner was was there too, but it never ran. Um, yeah, it's an SVF so beast. It. Uh, it, I I done one literally the day before, and it's a fun little kitty. Um, yeah, it's just a different, different, different thing. It's a different thing. Amazing. So we have um, reached reached basically the end, I think. Yeah, I figured we'd wrap it up by talking about my, and I have yes. a list for you to ask. Yes. So we're going to start with, what, is, what was your favorite big park? I'm going to go with probably Efteling. Fantasialand. Fantasialand. Fantasialand, Efteling, Europa. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I think people want to know. Because I think most people think Europa. Because that's what you hear about the most. And I mean the name. It's Europa Park. It's like it's it like represents Europe, <laughs> right? Um, they're more creative. Efteling and Fantasialand. Um, Europa is amazing. It is easily a top five or top ten park for me, no doubt about that. But it felt a lot like Bush Gardens, a lot better than Bush Gardens. But it felt like a way better Bush Gardens in its theming and all that stuff. It, it's it's based in reality mostly, except for like Arthur and the fairytale section um right which is great which is great I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from it it's fine but just the creativity going into Fantasialand and efteling like I, I heard about the offices of efteling on you know in the loop talked about it because they got to actually tour some of their creative offices and it's just ridiculous what i heard about that that's just that they just promote creativity within the company and everything it's just it's fantastic so that's that's why, and then Fantasialand was, it's just such a such so much packed into such a small space. It's just mind-boggling that it's it's the size of some American parks one section of a park, and it's got so much in there. It's it's just beyond comprehension of how how much is packed into such a small area. Um, so mid-sized park, right? It's uh, uh, just for you know to me, you know I think that. I like Fanta- I like all three of those parks, obviously. I guess for me, like, Efteling, the overall level of quality is slightly higher. But in some ways, like, the stuff that's bad at Fantasialand is almost amusingly bad. And so that kind of has its own charm to it. I don't know. I like... I like... Efteling's definitely my favorite of the three. And I like Fantasialand a lot. And I like Europa a lot. They're, but they're all really good parks. They're yeah, all really, really good. Yeah, you gotta good. visit all three of them easily. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the best um, mid-sized park was the next question. Tripsdale. Yeah, I can go with um, that. I don't know where you would put Hansa Park, though. Like, I kind of... That's 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 a, that's kind of becoming a big 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 size park, though. So, but, um, yeah, I'd call it Tripsdale mid-sized, and I liked it more than Hansa Park. I just liked that German... It just felt so German, and that's what I loved about it. Um, so, there you go. But Hansa Park is up there, and... A bunch of Plaza of the Pond, which is kind of a mid-sized park as well. That was up, and uh, then with small park, right? Um, 
a lot of the parks I went to in France, I would call small. A lot of them. Um, and a lot of them are fantastic. But the one that I just really just sat back and was like, life is good. And I, was, I wasn't even there for two hours, unfortunately. Um, was Plopsaku in southern Belgium. Um, it was just such a pretty park. Uh, I think I'm just rating it for just its natural beauty. It was so pretty. I mean, I don't think I even mentioned the fact that there's a ski lift that you could go up. There's an alpine slide that you could, that goes up the side of the hill. I wasn't able to do either one of those because they closed them early. And there's a waterfall that's right at the edge of the park that's like the town's like tourist attraction that's inside both the park and in the town. It just has a good view from the park. It's just a pretty park. That's one I'd love to spend more time at. So then we move into Coaster. Um, I just can't stop thinking about Terran. Like, that's my gut feeling. There, there are a lot of good rides, but Terran... I took, I wrote it 25 times. I never got bored of it. I could have written another 25 times, and that's very, very rare for me. Even the best coasters in the world, like, after five times, if it's not in my, like, top five or top ten, after five times, I'm like, okay, that was really good, but I'm good. I'm good. You know? Yeah. But things like Fury, X, Voyage, Terran, I just never get tired of them. That's how I know it's one of my favorite rides. Just never get tired of it. As good as uh, Big Thunder Mountain at Paris is, I wrote it like five or six times, and I was, I, I don't think too many more times I would have. I would have started to get bored of it, I think. As good as it is. So that's that. Uh, then we'll get into the manufacturers. Yes. People like to hear that stuff. If you, if you, if I didn't think of any major manufacturers I should talk about, let me know. Let's add GCI on there. So we'll start with GCI. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with El Toro. I just really like how it was situated in the park, using the train, interacting with the log flume. It was just very twisted, very unexpected, um, very intense, great airtime. Um, I said it before, I don't think it had a single crossover, but it still just felt just as twisted as any other GCI I'd ever been on, which amazed me, that fact. Like, I don't know how that's possible, but they pulled it off. Um, uh, favorite B&M. B&M. This is a tough one because they're all very good. None of them are amazing, but they're all very good. I don't... The only one that really was bad or just whatever is Crake. I mean, just because it's not much of a coaster. Um, there's so many good ones. I, I, I think Florida did damn one. The wing coaster at Hyda Park. I really enjoyed that. But but uh, honorable mention, though. Phoenix. Baron for this overall experience, but for the coaster, when we're talking best coaster, I'm, Terran, Terran can, has legs on its own. That would be a good coaster even without the theming. Uh, you can't say that about Baron, unfortunately. Um, and also um, Monster at Walligator. I mean, it's like Raptor, but enjoyable. Way more enjoyable. Not that Raptor's bad, it's just kind of rough and is it's, it has its bad days and its good days these days. So um, we're, I, Walligator, I mean, it was running smooth as glass. And no brake run. Um, how about Wood Coaster? I didn't put that on there, but I should have. Um, but that's the same one. <laughs> El Toro. <laughs> <laughs> right, no change. Um, so we're going to go ahead and move to uh, Best. Oh, yeah, but not named Terran. Um, Expedition. Expedition. Um, and then I guess the, the best not Wood Coaster that's the favorite GCI then would be uh, <laughs> another GCI. <laughs> George and the Dragon, that was phen phenomenal. Gerschlaller is a hard one to 
pick because there's so many different ones. I almost want to put it into my like favorite bobsled and favorite Eurofighter slash um, Infinity Coaster. Um, I, I, Karnan is just so Karnan is just it does so such unique stuff. And until they build something else that does unique things like it does. Um, maybe then it won't be as special, but for now it is. It's very special. It's very amazing. It's um, it's incredible. Um, favorite bobsled though, uh, Tiki Waka. I really enjoyed the theming and the layout of that one. That one was excellent. So I cheated a little bit. Uh, favorite mock. Man, uh, I didn't think about this one. So oops. Uh, I want to. My my gut feeling is Euro Mir. That, that ride just so much fun. Uh, yeah. Euromir. Yeah. Um, Favorite dark ride? You know this one. Come on. Symbolica. You t- yeah, you tell me what it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's got Symbolica. Be. Yeah, <laughs> there's no question. Uh, uh, favorite theming? Pokenheim <sighs> um, is really good. Really good. But I actually really liked the indoor section of the Arthur section. That was really well themed. And just the whole integration of the ride itself into that area was really interesting. How it pretty much hangs from the the rafters of the dome building that it's in. Um, but there's so many notable, you know, notable uh, ones that you could mention after that. There's just so many, so many that I can't even like it. it it's everywhere. I mean, everything in Europe is better than America. <laughs> With theming. For the most part, outside of Universal and Disney, like nothing comes close. And it's just astonishing when it's the small parks. It's just astonishing that tiny little parks in France had better theming than multi-million-dollar parks. Uh, it's it's it's, it's mind-boggling. I, I don't get it. I love it. Um, and best fair, best fair, the Luxembourg Fair. Um, just the whole atmosphere of that place. And it was the busiest fair, too. That was a lot of fun. Although the last fair I went to in uh, southern Germany, um, where I did the Euro coaster, the inverted <laughs> the inverted wild mouse by uh, Revachon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I never talked about that. That thing was weird. <laughs> but uh, that, that fair was fun because you were starting to get close to Oktoberfest, so you started to see lots of Lederhosen. And all, and everyone started to start to dress up. Whereas the first fair I went to in, you know, late August compared to, you know, early uh, September, like there was like one or two people dressed up in the German affair. But like, that was just fun to see that. And it just made me like, man, I'm going to Oktoberfest. I'm getting dressed up and all the authentic stuff. And I don't care. I'm just going to have a good time, get drunk and eat some pretzel and drink a lot of some beer. Oktoberfest. <laughs> Let's do it, Alan. <laughs> so... So now that we've we've gone through, we've talked about a lot of parks, um, you know, and obviously we've we've kind of reiterated this a few times. I think, you know, for for my thing about going to Europe versus you know the American parks that we're all kind of used to is, which I think the all way to put this. First of all, all your fears are, if you have any fears about it, like they're they're ridiculous. I was scared to death. Remember, we did the podcast back in like February. And I was like. What do I do? It's it's not much different than America, for as far as traveling and all that stuff. I mean, and the stuff that's different, you you adapt to it really quickly. There are some annoyances. Nothing's you know. There's some things about America I love: free refills, free water. The gas isn't 
really expensive. Um, but then other things are cheaper, so it kind of offsets it if you're not driving as much as I did. Um, but I, I don't think I would have done much things differently. Uh, Austria was not great, but I got to ride laser again, so it was somewhat worth it. Um, I would never do it again like that ever again in my entire life. Hell no. I'm never taking a bus overnight ever again. Anywhere. <laughs> I think that's a wise decision. But a wise I, had to do, to I had to do what I needed to do. You know? I, I had to go ride laser. I don't regret I, that much. I, I guess I guess what I what I would say about, you know, doing Europe versus doing America the European parks have not lost the charm. Right? Like the the idea of having like a holistic, like positive experience, like across the board, not just that, you know, we have a bunch of good rides, but we have you know, and we're not going to screw you on food. Like we're going to. No, no. Gonna... And I, you know, I heard a lot of people smoke a lot, and I barely ever ran into that. Barely ever ran into that. Um, yeah, I don't think. Like I think it's definitely more than America, but it's not right. really. I don't know if there are laws. Such a big that, issue. Are there laws that stays in Europe, like America, or not? Not, not nearly as much, honestly. But, but... but uh, I think people are just starting to realize that it's not a good idea. <laughs> you saw a lot of people yeah. vaping. Although yeah. Yeah, things have come out about vaping now, so who knows what to think about that. But regardless, um, yeah, if you have the means, go ahead and do it. You, it's not that scary. Um, you can get, even if you don't know any of the language, you can get you can get by. Um, the only thing I was scared about was like food sometimes, like, uh, like ordering it or, or whatever. Uh, if if I really wanted something, I just and I could had no idea how to pronounce it. I just did. It was probably wasn't very polite, but I just did a lot of pointing. Um, as that was probably rude in some situations, but when I saw something I wanted, I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. Um, I think going to Europe is always a good thing to do. Like no matter whether you're a coaster enthusiast or not. No. Um, but I think it's important. You know, the the way I would put this is. It's good to find out how the rest of the world does stuff. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of, a lot of times people get locked into the mindset of like what it is here, what it is everywhere. Yeah. I thought way we like live with our like big lawns and yards and all that stuff was everywhere. No, you don't find any of that anywhere. Everything's like so close together and like you don't have a lot of land. Like, yeah. Like, it's and so different. Even just like basic things like, you know, people don't necessarily have dryers to nearly no. the same extent oh, I, you know they I, go I, hang clothes that was so. hard to find yes and i i had to find a couple that did that and it was hard to find let me tell you what and 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 for whatever reason their washers take forever they take like two and a half hours and they're small things that like they're like probably half the load capacity of the one i have in my apartment and they take forever oh, oh well <laughs> Thank God I only had to do it twice. So it's 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 awesome. I you know obviously I love going there. I've been to Europe multiple times now. I'll go back again soon. Um, all I can say is that the European parks, especially you know, it's a whole different world to what you would consider a regional theme park versus what we have here in the states. And now, sorry to interrupt you, but England sure. though they seem more close to american parks no i don't think so not really okay no. just the, the theming doesn't seem like to be a very strong suit of them though they seem more amusement parky than theme parky but hopefully i'll find I out next know. year yeah i mean i think 
It depends. The thing is, like, I think you and I probably associate British theme parks more with seaside parks. Mm-hmm. And, like, in Europe, there are seaside parks, but, you know, it's it's a lot more of a challenge. Like, not many people go to the south of France, go hit parks. We just, we don't do that nearly as often as we do the German parks, because they're not, you know, kind of point blank. That's, that's, that's the reality of that, right? So, yeah, that's like five trips down the line for me to do the southern park. Yeah, so. <laughs> like, they, they exist, they're there, but we don't. And they have that cool Zaire that has half motorbike seats and half like regular seats. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's like out. random. There's like random Vacoma courting around. Yeah, yeah, jump. yeah. Another rollerball. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no. We don't. We just don't go to those parks nearly as much because they're kind of out of the way. Versus going to whereas Britain, like there's a lot of seaside. Yeah, but I'd like to go to this, this southern France. Southern France is beautiful. So that's I, I'm the reason. same boat. That's yeah. half the reason I would want to go. I'd want to go for the scenery. So yeah, it's less that there's credits and more that there's like amazing yeah. stuff. And uh, I like to change the pace occasionally, especially yeah. after this past trip, where I saw a little bit of culture, but not as much as I should have. And I wish I, I just wanted to go coaster cruise. I don't I don't really regret anything really. I mean, I got a 234 credits, so I don't regret that at all. <laughs> not at all. That was. Uh, Man, it makes going and getting this like a one credit at uh, scene seventy five. It's just like, oh yay, one credit, woo! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I was it's, it, I, when I got back, I'm like, oh god, I got to work for my credits again. This was so easy. Like, <laughs> oh no, I only got four credits today. That's that's so little. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I have other trips in mind. I really like to go to England next. It's kind of where I wanted to start, but. Efteling kind of changed my mind the closing of Bob as I kind of started that trip. So, but uh, I managed not knowing any language and heck, I only just need to know how they speak a little bit differently in England. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we'll get these up soon with Joe. Yeah, I, I was talking to Joe and this doesn't matter for anybody. So we'll talk about this afterwards. Um, yes. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, you know, uh, my best advice is you know do whatever you can to travel it's uh, amazing things it's amazing thing to do uh, i feel so fortunate that i'm able to and yeah i, I just can't imagine you guys know, living and staying in the same area or region your entire life and not seeing the rest of the world because there's so much to do and see whether it be for roller coasters or museums or natural you know beauty or anything like that or just different cultures different foods different people you know, it's just there's so much to see and do, and to limit yourself, I think, is a. I, you, and not to say that you you didn't live a full life if you didn't, but it, it's wonderful to do, and I, I I can't wait to do more of it. So, and now that I've finally popped that cherry, it's all good. <laughs> I was terrified to go for whatever reason, but then I, you know, it's uh, and I got to the airport. It took forever. Everything so seemed so different for renting a car. I'm just like, oh god, if this is this complicated, how's everything else going to be? And it wasn't. It was just that renting a car is really complicated with like three different steps. Where where in America you pretty much just get in your car and then you check out at the the the, the lift gate. <laughs> <laughs> They they want to be a little bit more sure in America that you're not going to rip them off, I guess, of a car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, and you told me that multiple times, and you were probably saying he's going to get on this podcast after he goes and say what I just said. 
I, I think that's the best way to end it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. We're All right, we will be back you. again soon. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back shortly. But where can we find you? Uh, Gods on Safari on Twitter and you. Coaster Spotting on YouTube and Twitter. That's all, folks.